Somebody could use a little slimming I keep my shirt on when I go swimming And I ain't seen my feet since 1984 The old lady wants to roll in the hay We turn the lights down all the way Cause I don't look good naked anymore That's right, kiddies, gather around Cause tonight Fly Casual's talking about Getting old, that's right, it happens to the best of us, and it's going to happen to you too if you stick around and listen all the way through this one, because it's time for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Get off my lawn! <laughs> we about to turn the hose on you. This ball's mine now. I'm keeping this. Yeah, Yo, young whippersnappers, get, get out of here! Get, get, you quit parking on the street. The neighbors got dandelions. By God, I'm gonna do something. I'd have got away with it too if it wasn't for you, damn kids. Who done snatched the Wait. tennis balls off my walker? <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike kind of went off. We're in Scooby Doo, and now we're up. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I was okay with it. I was gonna keep keep right, going. Why not? not even acknowledge it, you know. But yeah, we, we yeah, right, it. That, that's kind of like Josh. It. Yeah, that's yeah, true. you guys ruined it. Thanks. Thanks for Thanks. comparing me to Josh. Thank Hello, you. world. Hello, world. Hello, world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another. Fly casual. Hello. Episode number two eighty seven. Where we open wow. your fly and we're always casual. Two eighty seven. The reason why I called it out as two eighty seven is because if I don't, I'm afraid you guys are going to keep telling me it's episode two eighty six for the next thirty or forty episodes. No, no, that's that's wrong. There. That's next week. Yeah, You're that's wrong. true. I'll forget it was two eighty seven. You'll tell me it's two eighty six again, and I'll just say it. Fine. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Yep. 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 Tonight. Tonight's topic. Yes. Is. Getting old, Whee! just like I mean, Fly Casual with 287 <laughs> episodes. And one of the best, one of the best songs about getting old is by Silver Sun Pickups. I don't oh, yeah. believe you. Who's that? <laughs> don't. It's 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 Howie's favorite band. Oh, oh, growing old is getting old. Growing old yes, is getting old. I don't correct. know if it can compete with our opening music there. Okay, no. it's it's second best. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. He's at one of the best, so I mean, I still probably not, but yeah, you know, we were t- we we had some good suggestions for opening music, like the Beatles when I'm 64, but then ah. how he stumbled onto that and it had to happen. Yep, it had to happen. Okay, it's not going to be just getting old. It's going to be actually things that as we've gotten older, we are surprised to find that we enjoy more. There you go. You know, you always hear about you know. Oh, think about getting old. Nobody tells you. You know, like although there's like the meme out there. I'm gonna butcher another meme. Here goes, kid. Mark Go your ahead. bingo cards. But something the effect of you know when you're a kid, you break an arm. Oh, two weeks, you'll be fine. <laughs> and you know, you you hit 35, and it's like, well, I slept wrong. I guess this is the way I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as that sounds like an exaggeration, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> You sleep wrong, you're now broken for life. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. I don't remember the last time I didn't wake up in the middle of the night going, well, I really should just have this leg amputated because <laughs> it keeps waking me way. up hurting like an asshole, except it's a knee. I, I still don't know the last time I see my feet. So you guys still have feet. Yeah, no, I, I assume I do. The the, the diabetes took mine yeah, uh, years ago. I lost mine to frostbite. Frostbite. <laughs> when you were out fighting bears in the Yukon <laughs> during the gold rush. That's right. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't remember that, Mike. I don't Classic remember Mike. that. <sighs> You're Losing not that old. To bears. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Uh, yeah, boomer. Yeah. Mike, are you technically a boomer? Like, seriously, let's stop. Stop. Let's stop. Uh, yes. Stop. Yes. No. Because no. That. So the is I always looked at like my sister as the front edge of Gen X, my older sister, and she's three years younger than you. Okay. No, Gen X is definitely me. I am. Okay. No, you I may claim to feel Gen no, X. No, 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 no. I'm 100% Gen X. How? How? When does the boomer, when does it come? 65 to 79. There you go. Yep. You're not 65? <laughs> I was not born in 65. Actually, I remember a buddy that I used to work with. He was uh, born in 68, and uh, he used to claim he was a Gen Xer. And I was like, mm. <laughs> bullcrap. I was like, mm, I'm not sure, dude. You're like, you're like real close. Man. I don't know. Yeah. I've always well, known that I was like the bleeding back edge of Gen X. Uh, Garrick's got me beat. He's even closer to the cut. Well, yeah, and we're I'm basically we're a millennial. What, we're you what guys, you could call zennials. No, 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 no. No, that because after I mean after yeah, X from was seventy five to eighty five, it's between X and millennials generation. Y. So we actually get to pick. We have a yeah, buffet. Gen Y. Gen, Gen so Y. We're, yeah, Gen we're Y is kind of like pre millennial. Yeah, zennials. Yeah, they, they keep zennials. Gen Y keeps getting rebranded because right. the main characteristic of Gen Y is we don't give an ass about anything. <laughs> we are the biggest don't cares there are. People say mm. Gen Xers. Don't care. All oh, boomers are awful. No, Jack, Gen no. Xers are apathetic. Yeah, no, no. Gen Y, <laughs> we actively don't give a crap and resent you for giving a crap. That's where we are. So it's yeah, worse than apathy. Which is, in front of me. Yeah. I mean, that's what the original it. definition was. But let's face it, we're all over forty now. So yeah, you know, there's Garrett, a redefining. Garrett's going not on. over forty. He I is forty. He is forty. So I'm exactly uh, 40 years old. Now, now I kind of want to go <laughs> and change. I want to go through this list because it's relevant now. Oh, let's so, do it. From 1890 to 1915. <laughs> what? Is the lost generation. I did not know that. Oh, because of World War II, because they all got lost to death. Yeah, 1890 to, to 1915, World about? War II. That yep, makes a lot of sense. And World War One also. <clears throat> yep. Yep, no, they were 50. three years old and they got drafted in. <laughs> 1915 was not World War One. When is the beginning ahead. of that? 18 what now? <laughs> so now this is interesting. This is a sub generation. Is 1901 to 1913 is the interbellum generation? Interbellum? I've not heard that. Yeah, heard that. Familiar okay. with? But I don't read a lot of papers from back. And then you would recognize the 1910 to 1924, the greatest generation. Right. Yes, right. Our, our grandparents, <laughs> yep. mostly. And then the, after the greatest yeah. generation, from 25 to 45, the is worst the generation. silent Hell. generation. Yeah, that's that's fairly new. Is it? At least to me. I had never heard of the silent generation until about a couple, two, three years ago. I've never heard of it. Why? Do, do we know why? Because they're silent. 
They're, they were nothing, all nothing. It was the polio took talking. their tongues. I mean, this was that they, they, they were post. Shut. They were post Korean War, right? I mean, so like between the Korean no, War, Korean and War the was fifties. Yeah, right. This is up to nineteen forty-five. I thought right. Yeah, <coughs> right. But I mean, they wouldn't have fought. I mean, if oh, they were too young to too be, young to have fought in to the have war. Fought in the war, right? Okay, so because they were between wars, they're just not represented. Maybe that's like historically kind of. There, I mean, between Korea and Vietnam, well, they World were War the II? silent generation. Okay, I, that that that's how I have always taken that. Mm, you have to look into this, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, then forty six to sixty four is boomers, the boomers. boomers. Yep, yeah, right. And then okay, boomer. And, and the they're called boom. baby boomers because everybody came home from the war and, and had babies. babies. Yeah, and so then you have sixty five to seventy nine. The result of the getting busy is the baby bust. Well, no, the result of the X. getting busy is the boomers. The baby boom is the baby boomers are the babies because uh, the people coming home from World War II shacked up, and there is a massive. Yeah, but the result, like my parents are well, like the result of the, the result of the boomers, boomers is the also bust. booming. Oh, the bust, the baby bust, which the, is the generation bust get X. bigger. Or did they just stop wearing bras? generation X no, is we, the baby bust. Does that mean bust. we just suck because oh. we're busts? Yeah, I've never understood kind of the label. I got to understand. I'm Gen X, but I've never understood the label. Gen X. Yeah. I don't know why they call us. It's because of Pepsi and gen- it's, Generation it's X. For extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi did really make that normal part. It's parlance. the Pepsi generation. Yeah. So yeah. then you have the Zennials, which is in between what they call Millennials, Generation Y, Gen Next, which is 80, 80. I hate all those terms. Yeah. They, so they lump them all together. And now 95 to 2012 is iGen slash Gen Z. Yeah, that would be our kid. Brought to you by iPhone. Yeah, and then 13 to 25, which we haven't hit 25 yet, but we will at some point, hopefully. They have a name for it already. Gen Alpha. Don't, hey, don't don't count nature out. Gen <laughs> Alpha. That doesn't make any sense. Well, how can They're you- They're all bros. How, how can They're you name a generation ripped. that hasn't fully developed? I had no idea. And I didn't mean that in any sexual way. Bus. Sure you didn't. Pet <laughs> bus. Mm. Yep. Nice. Well, I'm Corey. Oh, there's Mike. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for the education. I thought you needed some, Mike. You, look, I, uh, you looked a little dumb there. No, I appreciate it. Oh, burn. Yeah, it's like that's when, one of the things about like growing they, old. You appreciate like you know when they roll him out to the lobby while Jeopardy's on. He's appreciate it. Hey, Jeopardy. Over there, master control. See, and also the lesson of the ages. I guess. Stephen Howie. Poor kids. Dirk, yeah. Dirk, 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 and Garrick. Hey. Yeah. Cross pond down for you, Mr. Garrick wow. Nache. I'm here. Wow. Hey, fella. The young and I'm in here the group, today. apparently. Yeah, yeah. The baby. He is the, the baby. 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 I'm the well, baby. He gets away with everything. I do. Bye bye. I just blame Howie's twins. I, that's I do why a lot too. <laughs> Honest, and I get the slushies and they do all this mess. Uh, Honestly, I were watching the news. And they're like, "Oh, people set California blaze with a with a gender reveal party," and I'm like, "Howie's twins." Yep. Like immediately, I knew it was them. It, it had to be. Yeah. Oh man, that's if they could, be. they would. <laughs> <laughs> they just know, they got to know what's going to happen in every situation, so they're going to force every situation to find out what happens. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. let me tell you what. Mm-hmm. More stories of the twins. Oh boy. This yeah, there is, we go. Twin story. This isn't a specific. It's a twin spin. thing happened. Were they but, cutting hair again? Um, they're cutting something. My oh, nerves. No. Oh, uh, especially oh. my wife. Man, whoo, she's. Mm. They since they started kindergarten this year, <laughs> and of course, lucky them. They get to start school in the midst of what we're going pandemic, through. Pandemic, yeah. Uh, right. Man, I think. Uh, m- Every parent knows when their kid starts kindergarten, it's an adjustment. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, oh, yeah. and they, they're they either extremely exhausted because they're full day kindergarten. Yeah. Um, the best part. Or they have, all this, they have all this pent up energy. Because they've been suppressing it all day. Mm. And that's my kids. That, that's my would, be, that, would, that would be how he's kids. That would yes. be. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be. And I, so, I would come home and pass out. I am not surprised. Bedtime has been a nightmare. Oh no! Oh, so we've regressed a little bit. Oh, but yay! Parenting fun. Eleven, twelve o'clock before You're duct they hit taping the hay. Them back down, huh? Got to get you got the yeah. you got the leather strap. We've had out. to go You're back. Just, they uh, them into bed. they start jumping in you and uh, Cheryl's bed, don't they? No, we've had to go in and actually sit in the room again <laughs> to make sure they stay <laughs> in their beds. Yeah, oh, and they get to sleep. And the thing is, like. We've occasionally had to do that because they've been a little rowdy, but mm-hmm. as soon as you do, they're immediately asleep. Mm-hmm. And not right now. It's like, oh, you'll sit in there for a you know, half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's because they have the twin superpower. They can communicate without yeah. talking. Man. And neither one. Whoa. Of, <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, our oldest, <clears throat> they, my wife and our oldest. I was going to say. They, <laughs> they, uh, they don't like to go to they like to stay up, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, avoid going to sleep, especially. Not you, though. <clears throat> no, you're early to bed. Yeah. You're like a exactly. farmer. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Extremely opposite. They uh, they have a hard time also going to sleep. And uh, that's the twins as well. It's like they want to keep. They're visibly tired. You can you mm-hmm. know they're ready to pass out, but they move, they move, fight move, it. move. Yeah, oh, they yeah. fight it super hard. Whereas our other two kids are more like me, where it's just like, oh, never in my life. Always had trouble sleeping. My kid will barely have the strength to lift her arm and her eyelids, but she'll still be trying to ask me to unravel the secrets of the universe just to (laughs) avoid sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every time. Every single time. But it's not time for that, gentlemen. No. It's time for your docket face whole head. Oh! Docket face whole head! Thank you for the percussion. That yeah. helps. Yeah. <laughs> Howie. Yes. So I have revisited a super pleasure of mine. <gasps> It's based on uh, what what Mike uh, talked about last week, what he thought we were going to do. How's your viscosity? (laughs) Uh, No, I I started picking up and watching Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. Oh, me too. I meet three. Oh, <laughs> not me. How did this happen? Well, I, my daughter and I started like a month ago, and we left off mid two towers, and we haven't picked it back up yet. But oh, every day, you can't I've been leave off mid two towers. Yeah. We, well, it was long, and it was later in the evening. There was no way it was going to happen. Plus, we were watching the nine hour long versions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's no what I'm version. doing, and it's like, <clears throat> I, I don't have the. It's, it's just kind of sad and and it goes along with our discussion topics a little bit but <laughs> i don't have the time you don't have the couch stamina or <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's either yeah, i don't have the time because i'm busy or i don't have the time because there's people that are up that shouldn't be watching some of this stuff um <clears throat> to be able to watch it as a whole and so i've been yeah. like biting off where i'm just about through two towers uh that one is Two it's, Towers it's a is a rough slower. ride. Man. It's a little, oh, yeah. little slower pace. It's way slower. Um, but I have actually had the kids watching some of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially like during the quote unquote daytime so they mm-hmm. don't get as scared. Um, but not much of it. What else is the <laughs> daytime called that we're quote unquote daytime? <laughs> well, you know, day- like, you know, daytime. daytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we turn all the lights on on the outside so it looks like daytime, but oh. it's not. Okay. We don't do that at all. Um, I don't know why Quody fingered it. It just felt good. Okay. Yeah, um, why not? Feels good yeah. in the old fingers. Yeah. Uh, so that real. I mean, what do I need to say about the Lord of the Rings series? It's it shows his age. It does, but it, it the, gracefully. You know what? Gracefully. Yeah. There's only a couple really. Yeah. Bad thing. The 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 rubber bodies, you know, yep. uh, the CGI, the Legolas. But even then, it's but, nowhere near bad as Harry Potter 1. I don't mind the rubber bodies and stuff. I mean, there's a couple, especially for whatever reason in, in Return of the King, where there's Yeah, Return just of the King's got a couple of the worst ones. Weird. Actually. Some in weird fact, Legolas, yeah. the, the elephant thing with Legolas, <laughs> like, it, it looks bad. Yeah. Oh, and the one where he's like grabbing the horse and he like flips around the oh, complete yeah, opposite true. way. You're Which like, was but. supposed they like let's show an ultra slow motion so that it's amazing, and you're like, but it looks like biology doesn't yeah. do that. Now, <laughs> now some yeah some of the uh, some of the other CGI which it was done well, it looks dated mm. a bit, but it's still not egregious. No, uh, not but, at all. Hey, I enjoy so. Superman the movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't take away from the story, which is what I love the most about Lord of the Rings. So right. if you, My if you kid like Lord never of the Rings, yells out something looks fake. She accepts the fact that older stuff, that's the way it is. Yeah. Never yeah. once went, that looks fake. Yeah. Never. Cool. Uh, and fine. The, the, that's the thing is these, no matter how they're going to look to anybody, these stories are, in my opinion, timeless. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, it's really the first, um, my first foray into like more of a fantasy. I used to be like super sci-fi. Yeah, me that too. stuff I really love. But when the Lord of the Rings came out, I'm like, <clears throat> I might actually like well done fantasy yep. more than I like sci-fi. Fellowship was the f- movie <clears throat> release of Fellowship was the first time I ever enjoyed fantasy fantasy. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Like like deep fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I never liked it before then. Yeah, me either. So, um, Peter Jackson and company that. I'm glad Fran. You, here's you, to you. You you yeah. did how he's raising his I'm raising my coke to, to your one good series. I'll here done. I'll raise my boot of water. <laughs> das das boot. <laughs> um here's my weird Mountain Dew thing. There we go. It's a glass with Mountain Dew in it. It's so strange. <laughs> 
Why is that strange? I'm literally drinking out of a clear cowboy boot with ice water in it, but your normal drinking glass with Mountain Dew is weird for some reason. <laughs> well, you always make fun of my rum and Mount- Mountain Dew. Fixation. Yeah, but I mean, at some point, I mean, we've rubbed the sheen off it. I'm just saying. There you go. All right. I would agree. Speaking of rubbing the sheen off things. It's my turn. Hey. Uh, hey. I, uh, I'm going to do a twofer, and the reason is this. Oh, boo. Oh, I, have, I don't have much to say. You have all the power. There's that. And I don't have much to say about either, and they're both revisits. They're nothing new. I, I wanted to bring... Uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that I watched uh, uh, Eurovision. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's on my, it's on my list. I want to watch oh. it. And the reason oh, I wanted to quickly bring it up was because I thought I had the least likelihood to enjoy this movie of all of us. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And I Agreed. really enjoyed this movie Woo! for the yes. same exact <laughs> reasons that I enjoyed Bill and Ted three. Oh, yeah. Nice. The exact same reasons. It yep. knew exactly how dumb it needed to be. It knew mm-hmm. exactly how much heart it needed to have. And the music was really enjoyable, if outlandish and completely unbelievable because of the people live singing auto-tuned all the time. <laughs> and also, Rachel McAdams is my new... Like, every everybody else on my You're list crushing. just got bumped down. You're crushing. She is, like, like, literally, like... It was like a teenage crush. Like it was like some like butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, oh, oh, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me with your absolute endearingness. Ah! Yeah, she's absolutely adorable you're in this adorable. film. And yeah, she, <laughs> she makes adorable. that crazy accent work for her. And her believing in elves. Yeah. I, oh. I buy it. <laughs> yeah. I buy it completely. Yeah. Uh and I don't I want to say more about it, but we've already talked about it and, and I don't want to spoil anything, so there's no reason to go on about it. So then the other thing is that I mentioned last week at the end that I'm playing uh I'm playing through uh Star Wars Fallen Order. Yep. And um Huh. Oh no. <laughs> uh That's lot, not a good start, Corey. I'm impressed with the graphics. I'm impressed with the sound. All right. I like the voice acting, the mocap. Uh, more I, the mocap's not as bad as I thought it was from the trailers and the like pre gameplay footage and stuff. Uh, like the lumbering, hulky run of this bone thin dude is not that distracting. I know that some people think doing Dark Souls in Star Wars wrapping paper was a good idea. Those people <laughs> deserve to go straight to hell. <laughs> I'm playing on the Souls. second easiest setting. And it's like the fights are all just here. Learn this choreography with this creature. Now learn and memorize this choreography with this creature. And even on the second easy setting, there's not a lot of time to react. So it's just a matter of trial and error. And they're like, all right, I've memorized how to fight this one now. And that is so disinteresting to me. And the other thing is, I hate those. I hate it. I hate those. I hate it. But I mean, I was like, well, at least it's not. Even Force Unleashed had some of those. Right. You're like, right. It's a trope. And I, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I, the whole thing, the whole, uh, uh, thing about that game that I just said that I now can't remember dark souls about there in dark souls, there's campfires. You can rest and heal, but if you do all the enemies respond, Oh, I'm playing this game for a story or are you, it's not, I'm not. Playing this to make decisions about whether or not enemies magically come back from the dead. And that <laughs> is distracting to me. 
I don't want to be faced with that decision. Like, I don't even want it to be part of it because I feel like they're just saying, hey, our game's not balanced, so here's something to help you just fudge it. I'm like, well, your game's poorly designed. That's how I feel about that. I know there are some people that that's like their favorite damn thing, but I think it's stupid in terms of a game like Star Wars where, like, Dark Souls, I don't know that Dark Souls, the story of Dark Souls is as important as the stories of Star Wars. Like, I don't know that the story is much as part of the experience as just the desolate experience of it star wars is literally a front to back tale so why do this kind of weird stuff like if you're hurting really bad you will restore your health but all the enemies are gonna come back and so far what i found is like oh i've got half health i might as well just do it and restore the enemies and then the next one little piddly dude that i come up to takes me right back to half health and didn't before but every single time i heal myself I don't want to think about that crap. I just want to go through and it's also it's, like you need to get good. Yeah. Noob. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably should just, I should okay, probably change boomer. it. I should change it to the easier <laughs> setting. But the other thing, it's like all the stuff that, that Metroidvania like stuff when it's not done that well, where you go and look, well, there's clearly a thing that I'm going to be able to do, but can't do yet. You know, the, yeah, Oh, look, do that. There's that. Uh, that's a thing. I but I'm just not gonna, I'm going to ignore it for now because clearly there's an ability associated. And there's other things where it's like I don't know if I should even be trying to do this yet. Am I failing because I don't have a right ability? Like I just think it's a messy style. Having said that, so far I'm enjoying the the character and the and the story. I haven't gotten that far. But so far, I'm, uh, it's endearing to me. So it's like I'm endearing enough that I'm willing to put up with this kind of, I don't want to call it terrible, but it's not terrible by any stretch, but just not very enjoyable gameplay style. You know, I mean, the physics are fine. I mean, the jump puzzles are kind of dumb. Like there's stuff where you can, I can clearly make this jump right here. I can't make the same jump right there. Like the walls of it are so obvious, you know, <laughs> It, it's like painfully obvious. It's like they're like, oh, look, explore. You mean go your different routes <laughs> is all you mean. I'm not exploring Jack. And their weird thing with like the droid and his map. They're like, here, look at the map. I'm like, no, I want to get out of the map. No, look at the map. I want to exit the map. No, we disabled the exit key. Okay, I'll scroll around the map. Now let me exit the map. No, wait another second. <sighs> all right, can I exit the map now? It's like, yeah, yeah you can exit the map. Yeah, I like the map. It's it's the game is such an asshole to you, the <laughs> player. That's shitty because you're being funneled through this thing. Now, I'm making it sound worse than it is because I hold I want to hold it to a higher bar because I want it to be better. Um, there are games that are way, way, way. I just I feel like there's a little bit of hostility to the player. So it, probably what's best for me is to go back and just play it in story mode where everything's super easy. But even then, that doesn't make the gameplay better. It just makes it easier. So. I don't know. I, I, I'm liking it more than I thought I would, though, having said all that. You know? Yeah, right. I'm interested in this kid's story who in no way interested me before, and I, I'm starting to feel more and more like it's a retelling of Kyle. It's a, re, it's a redo of Kyle Katarn, is how it feels. I don't know anything about the ending story of the game. I've, I've, stayed, I've kept it completely unspoiled, but, I mean, the kid's name, what is it? Cal Kestis Cal or something? Kestis. Yeah, yeah, Cal Kestis, Kyle Katarn. I mean, He's force sensitive kid, but yeah, it's different. It's obviously different from Kyle, but even one of the locales, one of the first planets I traveled to, I was like, this looks a lot like, I mean, if you lo-fi the heck out of this, it looks like a lot like one of the planets from, uh, from uh, Jedi Knight. 
uh, where his dad, where Morgan Katarn lived. You know, Big M. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know him. Yeah. And so I'm like, but I mean, it, it's beautiful. It It is. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game. So I guess I just kind of bite the bull. I knew I wasn't going to like the Dark Souls style. I've never even wanted to try those games because I read about them and I'm just like, it's, it's interesting, but only intellectually interesting to me. It's not something I gravitate toward at all, but there's stuff here and it's more story than I'm going to get out of a Star Wars game for a while because <laughs> I feel like Squadrons is going to be completely lacking squandered. in that department. Squadron, whatever it is. <laughs> squandered. 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 Nailed it. So, but those yeah. video, those videos, the promotional videos they're doing for Squadrons look pretty good. We'll see. We'll see. That's all I got. And next up is... Eeny, meeny, money, Garrick. Hey, that's me. Hey, guys. I read a book. <gasps> Would you like to know the name of said book? I want to read it, so don't spoil it too much. All right. Well, I'll tell you. And then I'm going to spoil some of it. All of it for Howie. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I read Star Wars, Thrawn Ascendancy, oh. Book One, oh. Chaos Rising, Star oh. Wars The Ascendancy Trilogy. <laughs> Oh, that was a long title. Man. It is. Yeah, so uh, I had forgotten this was coming out until the day it came out. And then I was happy. Like, oh, that didn't wait, come out. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, I need something to read. Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, you Thrawn book. What? Oh, look, center of my universe. Got it. <laughs> yeah, of course, written by our best friend, Timothy Zahn. T-Zan. He's, you know, pretty awesome. Mm. So it's... um. <clears throat> Basic story, it takes place before Thrawn um, recruits himself to the Empire, basically. Um, so it's his time coming up through the ranks in the Chiss Ascendancy, in the what is known as a Chaos, or they call it the Chaos. We, I guess like people from the Galactic Republic would call it maybe the Outer Rim or Wild yeah. Space or something like that. But it's awesome. Like, Timothy's on, just like... The first couple pages, you just know what you're reading, and it's going to be great. Yeah, like his, his storytelling's on point. He doesn't. He's not. He is never cheap. His his space battles are just incredible. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it, he is. He brings in these new characters that are just like so different and unique and enjoyable that it's such a breath of fresh air reading a Star Wars book and having all these like non flat characters being presented to me. <laughs> you heard him. He said it. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. It, it so it's he's in the Chiss fleet as a as a senior captain, which is I guess one step above regular captain. But it, it does have little <laughs> Two steps interludes. above junior captain. Yes, right above junior captain. Yeah. Well, it does have little interludes uh where it's uh, basically flashbacks where Thrawn first gets recruited recruited into a family. And that's another aspect of the book I, I really enjoyed is they really dive deep into like the ascendancy and the major families and the politics that go on there. Yeah. Cause the, I think what this, the point of this book basically was like, and we've known this is that Thrawn is a genius, right? Of mm -hmm. tactics and space battles and, all, all sorts of stuff, but when it comes to politics, he's just like a fish out of water. He has no idea what's going on there. And he often gets like um, relegated uh, to a lower rank or 
sent off somewhere else out, outside of the system because he just doesn't understand how the politics work outside mm-hmm. of the fleet. And this book really does a great job showing that, yes, Thrawn is awesome. And he, he almost seems like a, a Mary Sue because everything he does is great. But you kind of see some of his failings in this book, That's which cool. I really enjoyed. Do you get a feeling for why we just went back into the past when everybody's dying to go into the future? I have my suspicions. Okay. <laughs> so after the last exercise, trilogy, some restraint, but yeah. Yeah. So after the last round trilogy I, I, and rebels had ended, I it made that um, whole speculation that, you know, Thrawn and Ezra, you know, obviously probably still alive and now they're in ca- the chaos or wild space. Yeah. And I think this, this trilogy, this is going to be a trilogy. These three books are to set up, kind of the I guess the background of what they're going to come into after they take that space flight now so why do you think yeah why do you think it's important that we get a trill a background of what's out there what the Chiss ascendancy really is like because it's so different from the galactic uh, republic or the empire or the new republic yeah. like those are just like okay I'm going to travel to this uh, star system it's going to plug the coordinates into my astromech or hyperdrive and just mm. get there in chaos in the chaos. It doesn't work that way. You have to have a force sensitive person um, direct you because the, it, the chaos is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And so there's no mathematical calculations that can get you from point A to point B. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that, that I feel just throwing somebody into it would kind of be um, hard to take at first. Overwhelming. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't feel like Star Wars if the foundation isn't laid. Yeah, and there's definitely something he's building up to, and I'm not—I'm trying not to spoil it, but there's something big that he's building up to that is somewhat covered in the book. But I think whatever he's building up to is going to be probably the big bad. Is it during the the trilogy? He's his main goal is to recruit people to go back. To the Chiss ascendancy to help fight something, yeah. to help fight the, this uh, this race of creatures that they've discovered. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I, this is my speculation. But I assume after this trilogy is over, we'll get a Thrawn Ezra trilogy. At least I hope we do. Do you think it'll be so a trilogy by Zahn, or do you think it'll be a TV series? Oh man, I hope it's a trilogy by Zahn, but I wouldn't. Turn or a, down TV a TV series, series. by. Or yeah, well, that's yeah, what, I mean. Filoni, these are yeah. this is like a mixture of Zahn and Filoni's characters. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 would be a joint effort in some fashion, no matter what. I would imagine. What ideally would happen is if that actress really is Sabine in the yeah. Mandalorian, that they start weaving all this continuity together, and that would make me pee my pants yeah that's that's <laughs> kind of what i'm hoping is like okay this book just hit two months before two and a half months before mando season two hits mm-hmm. and everybody's paying attention to mando so you know i mean look at all the emmys it's you know it's pulled a couple emmys uh several emmys and it's you know like number one watch show last year so now's the time to start planting the seeds to reap later Meaning if the this book comes out and Mando comes out and they plant the seeds to make the Ezra story more important, people mm-hmm. won't necessarily have to have been fans of Rebels to buy in. Yeah. 
there's right now in the Star Wars, it seems like there's two sets of extended universe. There's the traditional movie extended universe, and then there's the offshoot universe with Thrawn, Rebels, um, maybe a little bit of Clone Wars mm. and, and uh, Mandalorian. And it seems like they've kind of almost abandoned the movie, uh, the movie uh, universe, aside for some of the, um, I think I can't remember what they're called, but they're like uh, squadron books. And those yeah. are, I think they were comic tie-ins to those. I think they're going to be a video game tie-ins, the new video game coming out. Yeah. And now they're even reaching farther back. So it almost seems like this could become the major extended universe storyline, which would be amazing. I, if they're, here's the if they're that, going to weave it all in. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be extended universe. I want this to become the important thing that's going on. Yeah. In Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, the extended saying. universe was always important to me anyway. So well, I know, but I want it to be the they, important thing in general. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't know what movies are coming out, so I don't care. Yeah. This is, this is the story. This is what I'm waiting to see unfold. I want you know, I want Baby Yoda. I want the child like thing to be intertwined with all of this because what they're doing. I've always said, let's get away from the Force for two seconds. Let's have some characters that aren't Jedi for taking. Mandalorian did that, but now guess what? We're going right back into the mysteries of the damn Force in a really cool way, mm-hmm. and trying to find his people and stuff like that. And so to weave this together just seems like the most brilliant way to almost ensure that all of that becomes substantiated and that we are going to get that. We're going to have a a moving and evolving story that is robust without feeling like it's needlessly contrived. Like everybody came together. All right. All right. We know exactly what we're gonna do. You don't need to know exactly what you're gonna do. You just need to keep placing enough benchmarks that you'll make sure you follow up on. That's all you gotta do. You don't gotta have it all planned. Yeah. That's the great thing about this book kind of like the Mandalorian, like there's no um, legacy characters. I guess if you get considered Thrawn a legacy character, yes, but there's no legacy characters. He does. There is a part where it covers some stuff in book two of the, the first trilogy that brings in a legacy character, but that's like maybe like a few pages. But other than that, it's all original characters. Yeah. And they're all great. And I think that's like the Mandalorian that that's the same way. And I think that's, Kind of what we've all wanted. To Guess see what? Yeah. Oh man, I've been saying it for decades. Yeah. Give me just just whole new stuff, whole new stuff. We can handle it. We're big boys. We're big kids. You know, you don't. Not everything has to be about the big three. I mean, there's something that we can at least hand to the sequel movies is that they knew that because they just kept murdering them. So. <laughs> <laughs> One per movie. Yep. That's all you get. Yep. Mike. Yes. Would you serve me up a hot plate of docket? <laughs> I, I'm trying. Okay. He's rubbing his hands together. He's going to heal the karate kid's leg and hit the mic in the meantime. In well, the that's just part and part. You healed the mic. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great. Heal this woman. All right. So, um, I'm I'm a little bit off the beaten path right now. So. You've been watching Garrick's Netflix queue? No, oh no, no, inter- want to go down no there. entertainment <laughs> stuff. This is uh, very different. So, <clears throat> okay. So before my grandfather died. Oh, well, we're kicking it starting. off hot again. We're starting <laughs> off on a, on a high note, just like last oh, week. Boy. He handed off to me a book and a bunch of stuff. And uh, was, it was, ne- like, was it the Necronomicon? It was not. 
It was it was the Archbold family ancestry. Oh. And uh it wasn't his grail diary? No. Did it, it was go not. back does it go back to when uh the Wilsons and the Archbolds were raping everybody along the <laughs> English countryside? <laughs> It does now. Oh, it does, does it? <laughs> Mike, I'll, thank you for getting I'll our families get to together that in the annals of honorable history. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so I, apparently I had a great uncle, great, great uncle somewhere down the line that, um, I mean, this is, you know, early 20th century that um, started, uh, you know, a, a book about the Archbolds and yeah. uh, did extensive genealogy work. I oh, mean, wow. this is pre-internet and all that, that stuff. That would have taken a lot of effort. A lot of effort. So this guy interviewed a lot of people and put, I mean, this huge, I mean, and it's literally a published book. I've got a hardback cover of this book. Oh, wow. You know, that's in, it's in the genealogy library here in, in Fort Wayne. Fort and, Wayne, world-renowned genealogy <laughs> library. Right. We're laughing, but it's actually true. They <laughs> brag all the time about how it's they massive. Do. They do. So I've got copies of all this stuff and, and, um, the reason being was apparently the guy that started this, his name was Morris Archbold. Um, it would be, would have been my Big grand, little horse. would have been my <laughs> grandfather's <laughs> great uncle that started this. And, um, apparently his line ended, you know, there was no yeah. offspring to hand this off to. So I was kind of the next in line. Oh. And, uh, so yeah, before he died, he kind of handed all this stuff off to me cause he knew I was interested in all this stuff. Mm. And, uh, and have loved it. Okay. And then since then, I've joined the Ancestry.com yep. website. I, I joined that years ago. Yep. And and that's a great website. And basically, I took everything that my grandfather handed me and started, you know, getting an electronic version of this set up. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of time typing on, going through all these pages and typing all this stuff up. Um, so fast forward to today. And... Um, I've logged back in for the first time in years and um, the technology that ancestry.com has now. It's almost frightening. It's amazeballs. Yeah, it is almost frightening. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, it's like, wow, that almost crosses the line. Yeah. <laughs> to yep. Privacy type yes. stuff. Yes. Um, now they are good about like newer, like, like generations that are alive today yeah. about getting blurring too, it a little bit. Yes, yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. they blur some of those lines especially if you're sharing um, trees with other family members and stuff. But um, yeah, my research is like just skyrocketed because I don't have to do all this manual stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, literally they have connected to public records across the world. Mm-hmm. It's not just the country. It is the oh, world wow. now. Going back hundreds of years. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In some cases, thousands of years. <laughs> yes. yes. I know. <laughs> Those and, Roman uh, censuses were a big deal, man. <laughs> a big deal. But it's it's pretty amazing. And I mean, we're not just talking about like marriage records and death records and stuff. Yeah. They've gone and they've can I mean, somebody has gone out and scanned like yearbooks. Yeah. And stuff. Oh wow. So I've for family members I've never met before that were born in like 1919. Yeah. They were doing yearbooks back at the turn of the century, last century. It was oh, probably yeah. more important back then. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm ge- I'm getting to see pictures that I just never even knew existed and all this stuff. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I I've been doing a lot of research on on uh, ancestry.com right now. Yeah. So, 
That, um, it's it's pretty crazy stuff. I mean, my dad's been doing a little bit uh, because, like, he's the only. Uh, well, he's an offshoot of, but um, he doesn't have any siblings, and he's only got a a handful of cousins. Okay. And so the the Fleming line and the Atkinson line that comes in before, uh, you know, through my grandma, uh, the Wilson line we don't know much about because. You know, Grandpa Wilson. Pretty common name, yeah. He, well, he was gone. He was kicked out when my dad was a toddler. Oh, you know, okay. it, post-war, all kinds of issues. People come back war with baggage. Nobody yes, knew how to deal right. with it, and my grandma kicked him out because right. gambling, all that stuff, right? Um. So my dad, but my dad was close to his, his grandma, and so he's done a lot of it. So he's been telling me a lot. But then we go off to my family reunion uh, last year or the year before. Which we hadn't had on my mom's side, which we hadn't had in a one in a long like twenty years. Mm-hmm. And we went; it was cool because we went back to the same place. It's like a the family kind of co owns this cabin up in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Oh. And I, so it was weird being there, older, much older, yeah. you know, and and, right. and seeing what's changed and everything and what hasn't. But uh, my cousin Barb, and it's fun for me to. It's interesting for me to say that I never thought of Barb as my cousin. She's my mom's cousin. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because still your cousin. No. 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 Yes. She's actually. My cousin, I learned. Okay. She's the oldest one Ew. of the generation, and I'm the youngest one of oh. the generation. Oh, okay. I did not know that before that. Like, because my mom and her, my mom was the youngest one of her generation. I see. And okay. so they were closer. Right. They're closer in age. In age, right. And, but then also being there and realizing, oh, wait, my mom's the youngest one of the old people here. Right. You know, like right. all the old codgers, she's their generation, right. you know, but younger. And uh, she went through the research she's done, and oh my gosh, literally like to the crossing of the ocean, yeah. and everything, yeah, uh, across the Atlantic, and like uh, the ship that had like there were like either fifty or a hundred or one hundred and fifty children on board the ship. They have, they have, they, they have roles. All <laughs> died. Oh my god! Except one baby that I think was born on the boat. And that's like my great 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 grandfather. Whoa! The only ch- I mean, it's if you think about it, it's in reverse. It's not actually that amazing. Oh yeah, you're this. You come from a dude what survived big shock, but yeah, like it's right. an interesting but story. Still, yeah, right. And then also like uh like two generations from that, another one of my great 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 grandfathers, founder of the Brethren in Christ Church. Oh wow! You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Which is why so much of my family is right there in that area in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania and stuff like that. And yeah, it was just really, really, really like extensive stuff. And so my dad like plugged in his ancestry stuff, even though it's just connected through him and my mom. Well, I don't know. There might be some other weird through lines. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah. and just, my dad was like, "It's staggering how yeah. much she's done because yeah. she's gone out and done all those connections. Yep. Right. And just it's just like here it is. Yep. Here's right. here's six months worth of reading for you to do about your family in right. a second. Right. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I went from a few dozen, you know, names in my thing to I, I've hundreds now. I mean, probably 800 or so. And uh, I mean, it's got the potential for literally thousands and thousands. Yeah. You know, that you can add to your tree. So, um, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, and I learned some new things. I mean, the, the Archbolds, you know, our family we were able to trace back to the first Archibald that came to, um, to America and mm-hmm. he was born in 1725 from, from Ireland came over. So we, I've known that for a long time, Yeah. but my mom on the McComsey side, mm-hmm. 
not knowing any <laughs> much about just McComsey. I'm like, oh, okay, Scottish, you know, blah, yep. blah, blah. And, uh, um, so I got on there just this past week and just, I was able to trace it all the way back, just almost to the same generation where the Archbold came over. Wow. And uh, found out that the McComsey came from Ireland too. Had no idea. Now, yeah. obviously, and now I've been told actually that the Archbold and um, McComsey are both Scottish. So at some point, they w- they left Scotland and went to Ireland. That whole Scotch Irish. That's where <laughs> that's where Wilson comes <laughs> know, from. Right? Scotch Irish. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're in that same boat. So, mm-hmm. but it was just funny Raping that the English. Yeah, boy, he's just up and down the countryside. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I knew almost nothing about my mom's family, yeah. and now just like almost overnight, I've like got all the gaps filled. Yeah, you know, all the way back to the early 1700s. I'm like, this is just it's it's amazing yeah. what you can find out. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I just remember thinking it's amazing back then that my grandpa had letters. My my mom's dad had letters that like his. Grand, great grandpa or grandpa was sending home from the front in the civil mm-hmm. war sure and that was amazing because there was no internet this is just stuff people held on to yes. said this will be right. important someday and right. then the internet goes hold my beer yeah right yeah <laughs> see and, and that's the great thing about it is they've the way they've set this up is if you put a person in you know it goes out and looks for that name you know yeah and, into the stratosphere and then it brings back what they call hints. Yeah. And you click on these hints and you look and and most of them are public records. So you've got old census data. Right. You've got some church records. Right. And- I've, I've literally been in a town in Alabama looking through files, finding files to identify. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like all that. scanned and it's yeah. now it's now available at the snap of a finger. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, is they also allow you to look at other people that have the same people in the, the same people that you're researching in yeah. their family trees mm-hmm. and they do like an aggregate they put together like all the f- similar data mm-hmm. and then present it to you and say okay do you want you know look this over does this look good you know and i mean it's it's all it's basically it's it's verification because you're you know you're looking at multiple sources you know not just a single source anymore yeah you know i've got all these sources and you can look at the data and you can determine, okay, very, pretty easily, yeah, this is this is verifiable, mm-hmm. you know, because we've got, you know, three or four different sources saying the same thing. You know, it's it's just, it's amazing. It's, yeah. And, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, I would highly recommend. Now, this is the paid service. Right. The, the Ancestry.com does have a free version, mm-hmm. but that's basically you just uploading your own stuff. Yeah. So, but if you pay, you can get, you know, access to all these public records and it's, it's pretty neat, man. Public records and other people who've already connected. Yes. All the all dots. The dots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, and then they can take, you can take it a step further now for those who don't know, you can take the DN, you know, do the DNA yes, test. I was going to ask, cause I just heard yes. about this. Yes. Um, so my wife got this for me last year, and it's taken me a while. So you do twenty three and me. <laughs> uh, is that what it's oh, called? That's how I the man gets you. Uh, yeah, well, see, <laughs> Garrick's hitting on something here. So it's taken me a while. So I took the swab test and did it. I got all my results, and they tell you, oh, you know, you have X percent from this part of the world, and you know, and all that. That's that part was was neat, but you can connect it to your ancestry dot com account, and. They will connect you with people that have matching DNA, matching DNA. And, uh, and they'll tell you, no, this person is probably a third cousin, you know, or something like that. Right. So it took me a while to get there to, but to, I to work like, up the courage to, to, 
to to slap I'm, down. I'm a the big liber- privacy libertarian. Guy. Yes, <laughs> I'm a big privacy guy, but I'm just like screw it, I'm doing it. Yeah, I, this stuff is so interesting to me, and yeah, it connects you with people that you just you know you didn't you never knew. You can share notes and you know and all this stuff and swap actually, recipes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, this week I uh, um, found a uh, a relative in California. She just you know emailed me out of the blue and was like. You know, hey, I see we share a common ancestor, and mm-hmm. we sat down and figured out, you know, where our lines crossed. Yeah, and, she asked if you're a DTF. <laughs> no, that no didn't happen. Oh, gross. <laughs> no. Dude, third cousins, it's okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, but we're going to swap pictures now, you know. There wasn't public record pictures, so yeah. she's going to send me pictures of... of you know, an ancestor I would have had no other access to. So that's really cool. See, and that's something that, yeah, that interests me, especially about like my grandpa who I didn't know. Like, I don't want to, if I was doing something like that, I I wouldn't feel weird about reaching out to them. His family, cause he, he went on to have more family, <laughs> but I, we don't know if they know we even exist. Right. And it's like, do we want to shatter they're <laughs> the like, oh wait grandpa <laughs> lied to all of us like <laughs> you just don't know we don't know right. so we've identified them yeah i mean my dad did some research and i we were, sit, we were sitting in the kitchen and he's like he's like i mean i don't know i mean it could be blah blah, blah. i said hold on here's our facebook page yeah what and i say I yep they're, and right? like, look at them they're related <laughs> to us you know like <laughs> yeah he's like how did you do that i'm like i mean honestly you search on the name yeah and you look at the picture <laughs> and go yep yeah, <laughs> if you know where they live, yeah, you kind of get yeah, an idea. Know where they live, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, but like if there was a connection through that type of thing, I wouldn't feel weird as weird about it. Just sure. calling them, I'm going, hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> your grandpa had secrets. <laughs> yeah. He had secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things I um, did not know is that when they take federal census, you know. They also take a census of uh, prison inmates, and you mm-hmm. find out, oh, well, this particular cousin was in jail mm-hmm. <laughs> at one time. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty interesting, man. That so is cool. Yep, That's it was cool. really cool so. and appropriate for uh, tonight's uh, discussion it topic. Is. But before we get to that, we got to do the news. Hey, news, Woo, news. Oh, uh, right up, oh news. <laughs> Garrick is such a fan of Huey Lewis. And the news. Well, boys. And the news this week, we got some weirdness going on. That was in uh, Back to the Future, remember? It was. Huey Lewis and the news. Oh, they were, weren't they? Power of love, man. Truth. The power of love. All right. uh, Gina Carano in the news this week, boys. Yeah, she is. Do you know Gina? Do you know who I'm talking about here? Cara Dune. Cara Dune from Mandalorian. Everybody's favorite. Of Alderaan. Of Alderaan. Yeah. Everybody's favorite Republic uh, Ranger soldier, shock trooper, whatever the heck she was. From the north. From the north, yeah. She's a Republic Mountie. (laughs) Republic Mountie. That's right. Yep. She also beat up Deadpool. (laughs) So Gina Carano in the news this week, uh, she's been catching flack online, apparently, for uh, some seemingly innocent comments on her. Oh, not according to some people. I know. I know. So anyway, apparently, though, and again, this is, this story is why I am no longer on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I can't put up with this crap anymore. I yep. just, it's, I'm done with it. 
So she's been catching some shit. Now we've got slightly different versions of apparently because we've kind of compared notes a little bit. Um, apparently she put something on her Twitter bio. Beep, boop, bop. Beep, slash, boop, <laughs> slash, bop. Because so, she was seeing everybody putting weird words on the Twitter bio and went, okay. Right. Um, those turn out to be... Um, gender pronouns. Gender pronouns. Or that's what people preferred use them pronouns. for. Preferred pronouns. Right, right. And so apparently... That's a, that's a thing that I would say in the real functioning world is almost unique to Twitter. <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. That's usually where I see them. Because even people who make a loud noise on Twitter in real life are actually more socially tolerant of people making mistakes or not understanding than they even, even I don't appear even... to be on Twitter. And, and the, everybody else is anyway. So, so anyway, she started... Everybody, hey, dumbass, then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> see? Yeah. It's easy, guys. Hey, I mean, dumbass. it's easy, dumbass. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so yeah, people that take it upon themselves to be offended on behalf of other people um, started believed it was a, an and, attack, a transphobic attack right. that she put beep boop bop or whatever, which is which is ludicrous on its face. I mean, and, uh, to but me, it's, if someone's doing that, it's also a way of saying I don't care what you call me. Sure, it's but you can choose to interpret it as I don't care what you want me to call you, but that's not what it's for. It's your bio. Sure, people are using say. This is what I prefer you call me. Sure. She was saying, more or less, saying, I don't care what you call me. Right. You're the devil for not caring what I call <laughs> Enough. you. Yeah, right. Because so, yeah. if you don't care about what I call you, then clearly you don't care about what so you call me. So people that care about such things have taken to the extreme that they are calling for her expulsion from the Mandalorian now. Yeah. Now, whether that's going to see the light of day. Doubt it. Uh, yeah. Hey, Rosario got a job. <laughs> she did. And right. she was under fire, too. So. For, yeah, lots of things. So, yep. yeah. yeah. Cancel culture comes for everyone at some point. And so. thankfully, it looks that it's getting it's getting to be enough of a ludicrous depiction of its own self. It's such a satire of itself it that it's a parody. people are starting to take it less seriously. Now, there's a risk that all of this wolf crying... I'm sorry, woof crying <laughs> is going to result in sometimes maybe some serious issues won't get the attention they deserve. Perhaps. But I, but you know what? I'm sorry. Twitter's not. I, Twitter can <laughs> eat crap and die. I was going to say, I just. I would actually be. I don't trust anything. I've been talking about it. Yeah. I, I, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry for people who would need to find work elsewhere, but if Twitter closed up shop tomorrow, I'd throw a party. And I still get on Twitter every day because I'm a dumbass. And more good news. Twitter, if you cut down one Twitter, two come appear in its place. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a Hydra. Yeah. Oh, and then you get two Twitters, and but more you only get 144 characters per Twitter. <laughs> well, that might work out. I don't know. It's more than that though. Now, isn't yeah, it? it's like 200. Yeah, but if you cut it in half, oh, 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 yeah. I see what mm -hmm. you did there. Hail Twitter. All right, and more good news this week. Netflix has been under fire. <laughs> oh geez we're just hitting this. We're, we're hitting I all, know. all the, all the high issues I, I, I keep telling this every week 
Entertainment news is almost non-existent, so we have to pick our news. That's where, why everybody's yeah. getting even angrier about everything, because that's the only entertainment they have, is getting pissed off about yeah. stuff. Well, there's been plenty of people pissed Cooped off about Cooped up at home, getting angry. Netflix this week. Um, apparently, there is a new movie available on the netflix it's about nectarines right uh it's about the cuties Ooh, yeah cuties that nectarine, I love the, nectarines the brand of nectarines called cuties oh is that what they're called yeah okay. there's yeah. a yeah right i've got they're are nectarines they, right are they nectarines i actually I don't, don't know they're, no they're they're actually i don't know what girls. a nectarine is they're actually they're tiny oranges yeah little tiny oranges tiny oranges uh, are underage girls one of the two. wait what yeah wait what why am <laughs> so, i buying oranges yeah. all right so okay so a couple weeks ago I think they're Mandarin. As we right? record, oh, Mandarin Netflix yeah. caught some fire for a poster they that they had released Mech for a new movie that was hitting their streaming service for a movie About called Clementines. The Cuties or Cuties, one of the two. French film that won awards at Cannes it's Film Festival. Sundance or Cannes. Sundance or Cannes won. I assumed Cannes because it's a French film, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So, um, everybody, it seems like every movie wins at Cannes Festival. You ever notice that all the, all the ones that yeah. they present that wins? Yeah, all, like every, yeah. Every all the ones you hear about. See, it's like Cannes Film Festival uh, one most prestigious participation award. It's like <laughs> so initially, it was just a poster that was getting some scrutiny. It showed some uh, underage girls in some very provocative clothing and poses, and uh, they got a what? lot of heat about that. So they're like, "Oh, hey, hey, cool." We're going to change the poster. Mm. And they changed the poster. Mm. Good on them, right? Mm. Well, then the, the movie was released. Mm -hmm. And the trailers and, uh, were more widely available. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, long story short, this is a film produced by a, I believe she is an Islamic woman from, geez, I want to say either Southeast Asia or Africa. I, yeah, I Not France? I thought it was French. Okay. It's a French, yeah. It's a French film. It's French film, but but it's an immigrant woman, yeah. that moved to France, uh, and she. Okay, so the intent of this movie, she made. So a, here's the thing: before you say this, yeah. I want to say I can't tell what the intent is or isn't because everyone who's arguing about it is completely nonsensically okay. unbelievable. I was going to say, as always, there is a. There is a rational interpretation of what's going on. Yeah. So, right? but anything you read or hear from us, just put a slap a giant ass asterisk. It's right on going that. to be yeah. If you read news media or if you read comments on Facebook, it's going to be one extreme or the other. Yep. Okay. So, if you read on Twitter, you're probably drooling and need to be put down. So, this filmmaker apparently what she she well okay. Let me talk about the movie first. So, the movie basically is a depiction of underage girls. We're talking preteen, like yeah. 11, 12 years old, yep. and this. Uh, basically, it's about an immigrant girl to France, and she is looking for acceptance, and she finds that acceptance. Her her family is like a conservative Muslim mm -hmm. family, um, but she's trying to be accepted into French culture, and she joins a dance troupe. Like right? a hip hop. Oh, nobody's a, a hip hop. Nobody's dance. accepted into right. French culture. That's, not even that's the, the French. That's our real. That's our real secret, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> the French hate themselves as much as they hate the rest of us. So she joins this dance troupe, and they are they're a little provocative, but not extremely provocative. So, but she's really trying to to. She's really trying to gain acceptance here, right? Mm -hmm. So she takes it one step further, and okay, you're already telling me more about it than I've heard. So, uh, okay. okay, so have you seen the movie? 
I have not seen the movie, but I've heard, oh. I've read a couple things that I've I watched a trailer, seen a couple of reviews. Yeah. Um, essentially, this girl she takes this dance troupe a step further, right, mm-hmm. and, and to the point where it is twerking. Twer- basically, eleven-year-olds twerking. It's not. That's a good way. It, that's it is exactly twerking. what it yes, is. Right. Yeah. So okay. So according to the filmmaker, you know, and, and if you and it's if, always good when a French film gets provocative so the french filmmaker has to explain what the intent was always gonna be a big win in the west i feel like french films are always shocking in some way i was gonna say why is it surprising to anybody right okay so essentially you know she goes through through this uh, these hardships of of dancing provocatively in front of adults and adults are like you know what the heck is going on blah 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 and uh, we get to the end of the film. She learns her lesson and, you know, she accepts, you know, that her family, you know, the conservative approach to mm-hmm. things. So essentially it's saying all this stuff, you know, that French culture introduced her to was wrong and family important, you know, uh, morals yeah. important. Well, it, it, like I think that. from what you're saying, the way I would interpret that would be, you know, it's easy to take things even further in that desperate desire to be accepted. Yes. But at some point, maybe you could go too far. Yes. And apparently, and again, I haven't seen this film either. Yeah. I don't really have the compulsion to, but anyway, um, anyway, so yeah, that's according to the filmmaker, that's the moral of the story. And I've heard a couple of people that have watched the film that have said, yeah, that's what her intent was now. Yeah. The execution comes into question. So here's here. the thing where us puritanical <laughs> Americans who are also the worst sinners in the world somehow and Puritans. Right. Uh, we love violence. We hate sex. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing where it gets in the way with us. If you're going to show this children doing any type of ter- like sexualizable activity, you better have battened down the goddamn hatches. <laughs> And okay. so, I, again, now I'm saying this passionately, but it's not at the movie because I haven't seen it. But the trailer made me uncomfortable. Yes. I have no desire to watch this. Right. And here's the thing. You could tell me that, oh, but it actually, it's really moving and the message is very clear and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, that's great. But I just, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Yeah. I don't right. want to watch it. I believe her intent was to make the audience uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. people have are questioning Mike her execution of this. If a dad, if a dad were to take pictures of his toddlers in the bathtub or videos of his toddlers oh, in the bathtub no. <laughs> and put them on YouTube, why would he do that? Why? Tell me why a father might put <sighs> videos of his toddlers in the bathtub on YouTube because it's cute and you want to share it with the family, right? And, and uh, you want to remember that, you know. It's cute that y'all look the kids oh. out of the bath. What do the comments say, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Post more. From whom? Um, Apparent pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. The fact of the matter, that's what I mean by you guys. Wait, bat- is this a true story? This How do you guys know This is a true story because I filmed. <laughs> Mike is a simple oh. man, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a true story. So I took. I, I wasn't going to try and to it, drag it out of you, and, and it I makes really Mike cry every time. Like thank you, thank you, thank you Corey. For there is literally no nudity in this video that I took of my kids. Yeah. This is when they were real young. It was my daughter was in the tub. You can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you could see her chest as a yeah. 
you know, four year old or whatever the heck right. age she was at the time. And um, my son thought it was real. You know, he he came in, saw the tub, and he wanted to get in, so he got in with all his clothes. And just, you know, and then got Funny in the video. tub. Right. It's hilarious. And he's younger than your daughter. Yes. Right. So he's like, yeah, he was, he was like 22 at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I took this video and put it up and, you know, on my YouTube page and just, oh, that's a f-. And this is years ago. I mean, this is back the beginning of YouTube and all that stuff. And, you know, that's so cute and whatnot. And then I noticed over time that I had thousands, like most of my videos had like 10 views, yep. <laughs> four views. Yep. This one had like 3,500 views or something. Yep. Oh, and, dang. Did you uh, sell like, ads? What the heck? Yeah, right? And I'm like, what the heck? And then, yes. And then I started reading the the comments and yep. it was freaking pedos mm-hmm. wanting me to post more videos of my naked kids. And that's why you got to batten down the hatches. Because even if your intent is totally pure, right? if you're feeding the pedos... In in the West, that is like a damn no thing, right? And, and in most of the free world, that's a damn no thing. But in the West, we get like and real pissed, especially off about in that. prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you end up in prison, the prisoners are even more pissed off at you about it. Yes, and you are gonna get shivved. So, I believe it's um, shanked. People that that really with. care about this stuff are really Shanking upset shift. with the movie because of the depictions of these girls. Now, despite the message, because the filmmaker says I made this to say this is bad and you know and morals good, yeah, and family she, like, good. According to her, she wanted to make you feel uncomfortable about it, right? But how and she went art, about doing that? A lot of people say good art is provocative or evocative, right? But I, I think it crosses a line for a lot of people when yeah. it involves children. Yep. And uh, a lot of people called into question, you know, because, I mean, we're not, and in my opinion, and again, I haven't seen the film, don't really plan to, but just from what I understand about how this film was produced, there's a lot of close-ups of crotch shots yes. and butts. Yes. Oh, and uh, Yes. That's, and, and that's. that's Right. That's where I'm like, 12, someone, 11, 12 year old girls. Someone was asleep at the GD wheel. Right. There's there's a scene apparently where the one girl pulls up her shirt and shows her bare 12 year old booby. What? Yes. Yes. I so, guess they're getting carried uh, away or whatever. Right. I don't know. Right. Again. So, I, I mean, just from what I understand about this film, I really feel like. She could have conveyed the same message. The, the filmmaker is a woman. Could have written a could book have, that wouldn't have been as pedo bait as yeah, this but, movie. But is. I still feel like she could have filmed this in a way that was oh, yeah. still shocking, but, but not, not raunchy. Cross, yes. <laughs> to the point where it's like, yes, feeding the pedos. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, uh, yeah. If they're if pedos at her are home stroking your stroking out over your work, you messed up. Yeah. True. And when Amen. Netflix picks it up, Netflix this, messed up. Yeah, th- this to me, that's the biggest, the biggest crime. Uh, is is Netflix should have should have known better. Yeah, I, and I, that's I why know. there's a there's a big old cancel Netflix movement going yes. on. That's probably probably mm. the most. I mean, that it's not like that's never happened, but this is probably the biggest one. I don't know if it'll impact I, them. I don't know if they'll feel it, but. I don't know. For me, it's it'd be more like just take it down. Well, yeah. I don't know about cancel Netflix. I mean, well, I I've, give I give com- companies a you know the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah okay. One you screwed stars. up. It, as long as it's not all the time, and, but you rectify it. You we know? live in the Midwest. 
We give companies yeah. leeway all the time we because we to. are yeah. the most, We wouldn't be able to buy anything. We wouldn't be able to buy anything because we are so disregarded and disdained, you know, uh, in general. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Hollywood, the news all the time. If you're if you're a Midwestern and God forbid you're like actually like really conservative, you technically are constantly marginalized by pop culture and the media. And you're used to it. So right. we, we give everybody uh, and I'm not I wouldn't call myself a hardcore conservative, not by any stretch, but we give everybody a lot of leeway. We're used to it. But even even I had I I, I paused for a moment. I'm like. Am I using Netflix enough to continue giving them my money? It, like it, this, this made me think about it because right? I was really. Disgusted. It gives you pause. It gives yeah. you pause. So and remember, art degree. I have an art degree. Right. I should be an art snob. I love talking about the grandmasters. I love that crap. Hey, and I'm sitting here going, and I'm no. a huge, I'm a huge free speech guy. I love dragging girls into the clown torture room at the Art Institute of Chicago and watching them freak out. I, <laughs> I love dumb stuff like that. This makes me uncomfortable. And I, I kind of feel like Netflix, if they're too big to have a message sent to them, maybe I should be part of sending a message to them to let them know that you need to think a little better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm highly yeah, considering I, it. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely where I would be at is it depends on how they yeah. respond to it all. And I'm not and I'm not attacking the filmmaker. I'm just going, all right, you well, tried for me. I don't think you were. I don't think you thought this for through. me, you know, <sighs> Art is art, and I give a little a lot more leeway as far as that goes. Although I think there, even in this art, there's a line that has been crossed. Yeah, that's that's uh, what it is. But it's still, you know, yeah, man. I just it's, it's a hard one because hard one yes. to process you can't because, say to someone you're trying to get pedos off. You can't make that claim, well, but you can easily go. You're an adult, and I don't care where you're from. You should have known pedos would get off well, of this. You're, and that pisses you're really hitting a line where you're like you're make you're making porn with children. Right. Yeah. I mean that's, that's all you're doing. Basically regardless of what message you're trying to send. My right. daughter takes ballet. I mean how many people read, you know, the, things for the articles, you know, they read the, the <laughs> yeah. book, porn books for or porn books. That's porn right. Books. Porn books. <laughs> the Playboy. I read yeah, the articles. Thank you. I was like, I can't think of it. My kids ballet school has hip hop classes too. And they all have the same recital and you go and these girls are, I mean, the little ballet girls, they have a lot of makeup on, but their hair is pulled back like ballerina stuff. And you're like, and it's weird seeing my daughter with like full on lipstick and eyeshadow, like 1980s style. Cause it's all overdone. Right. Sure. And it's weird. But then the little hip hop girls come out and they're about this age, just like 10, 11, 12. And they are like full on slutted out. And I'm just like, I don't like this world. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm in yeah. toddlers and tiaras. I'm not OK with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gives you pause. Yeah. So. So anyway, yeah. Some weirdness going <laughs> Thanks, on there. Mike. Thanks, I don't know how my dad got through my sister being in like a palm dance squad in middle school. I don't know because I can remember and I was younger than them. I'm like, I think all these girls, but one is hot. That one being my sister. The rest of them all hot. Oh, good. <laughs> but, but, but hot. But I also remember my dad very rarely went to any of these events. He sure. like I remember he went to nationals. It was a big family trip. But I, I think back, I'm like, no, it was my mom and me going to support my sister and i'm yeah. just like i part of it is had a tar, hard work schedule and other sure. things to do but i'm right. wondering if, i wonder if he was just like i can't go 
watch my middle school girl with like the red lipstick on and the sparkles in the hair and the yeah, it's all hard. I got. I have a thirteen-year-old now who puts makeup on, and that's that's the hard adjustment. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard adjustment. Yeah. Man, all right. You got any other depressing crap for us? That's all about? I had for news. Oh boy! I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm just a kid. So I don't know a lot of the secrets about getting old. So I figure that in light of that, I would just review some of the things that happened the year Mike was born. (laughs) The year Mike was born, CBS sells the New York Yankees (laughs) for $10 million to a 12-person syndicate led by George Steinbrenner. In the year Mike was born, Elvis Presley's concert in Hawaii is the first worldwide telecast by an entertainer watched more by by more people than the Apollo moon land. That's true. That's true. Mm. Well, Elvis. The year Mike was born, Richard Nixon was sworn in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let wow. that sink in. Sworn in. <laughs> <laughs> As his second term as president. <laughs> no. Sworn in. in. Not out. He wasn't leaving yet. Richard Nixon. <laughs> the year Mike was born. <laughs> the year Mike was born. Roe v. Wade. <laughs> that, it happened. That happened. That was the a thing. year Mike was born. They said, this kid's here? Uh-uh, abortion's okay now. <laughs> President Johnson kicked the bucket and there were no living former U.S. presidents the year Mike was born. Oh, wow. Wow. Until Richard Nixon resigned. George Foreman. Yeah. Won the heavyweight championship. That's right. Demand what makes grills for your counter (laughs) the year Mike was born. And that's just January. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Been around since the Nixon administration. <laughs> all, right, uh, all right, guys. The, the Nixennials. <laughs> all right, guys. In light of not having any Halloween things for this episode, I have oh, candy. No. What's happening? I have a little. Hopefully, this plays because I've had it queued up, and so we know how. Yeah, we know YouTube how that goes. Can be. Yeah, YouTube will Uh-oh. just throw an ad advertisement. At us. Here we go. So here we go. I'm David Pumpkins. Oh, oh. Yeah. who are you? I'm David Pumpkins, man. Man. Yeah, yeah. And David Pumpkins is his own thing. <laughs> and the skeletons are part, part of it. it. <laughs> are you part of this ride? To do this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what he's David S. Pumpkins now? What does the S even stand for? <laughs> part of it. Part of, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Hi, that's my, that's my favorite part. 
That was the that's the best uh, Saturday Night Live sketch, and I believe about twenty five years. About twenty five years since Mike was born. About right, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> no. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live did not exist <laughs> the year Mike was born. <laughs> that's true. It was three years down the line. Yep. Yikes! Now Porkins kid came in biting hard oh. today. Be really is. It's, uh, speaking of biting do, hard, we got to talk about all the false teeth. Time to talk about getting old stuff. No one told me as you get older, you become allergic to more things. <laughs> and I'm pissed off about that. I feel like that should have been in the handbook when I was still in the incubator. Or I don't. I was never in an incubator, to my knowledge. But when I was there still, was. oh, were you a preemie? Awesome. Oh, he was in the incubator just last week. Stupid when I was just. I wasn't a preemie. I think I was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dumb. I came out too early, Mrs. Hardy. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> your son is so stupid. <laughs> we're gonna put him in an incubator. <laughs> That's fine. You're going to do that now. <laughs> but he's 11. <laughs> then leave me there. He's fine. Give me a baby dog. Put up. <laughs> wow. What? That's my mom's. That's Laura. That's my mom's. <laughs> well, Get, man, we love her. Getting we old. do. We love her. Time and Long time, time again. Oh, my. Time and time again. Yeah. So, gentlemen. Yes. Hello. We are all 40 and north. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> what That's the true. frick happened? Um, I just woke up one day and it was hard to get out of bed. <laughs> one day? Lucky. <laughs> oh no, it's been every day since. I woke up one day and still haven't gotten out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I I found that the secret the secret to getting old is that you never you never realize you're old. We're all still stupid kids. Yeah. Pretty much. Like here, here, here's the big secret: you don't get any smarter. No. You do get wiser. Yes. You don't get any smarter. No, because at some point you just go being smart. Yeah, doesn't only, pay that well. Only get you, only get you so far. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so increasing but, the knowledge. Yep. But uh, but yeah, you just you get more aches and pains. Mm-hmm. You get more irritated by things. Yeah. But you're still just a stupid kid in your head. At least we are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Maybe there's some exceptions out there. Perhaps. I don't know, dude. I read Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweets, and I'm like, you're a smart guy, but you're a stupid kid like the rest of us. I feel like we should roll. <laughs> there you go. You there know? you go. <laughs> Just saying. Word so, and jelly. So what we decided to do is talk about some of the things about getting old that we have found. We have been surprised or interested to find out that as we get old, we enjoy more. Right. Now... I want to. I want to look for volunteers because this is a little more of an obscure topic, and I don't know who's ready and raring to go. I'm willing to go first. No, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw out the obvious one. Okay, or what I think is the yeah, obvious. It doesn't one. have to be one person roundtable. This, you know. So this is gonna be an easy one, and we're not gonna spend a lot of time here. But I getting agree. old, getting to a certain age. Yeah, there is a. a I don't give a fudge. Freedom. Factor. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of freedom. That when you <laughs> when you realize that you are wearing basketball shorts 
<laughs> and a tank top, but not in a hip hoppy way. No. Socks and flip flops. Black, black socks. Black socks. <laughs> flip flops, yes, flip flops right. to go to the Walmart. And here's the thing here's the thing. It's not that you didn't notice. While you were walking to the car, you went, uh, uh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Exactly. I could go in and change. That's just more effort. But do I need to? That's <laughs> the best part about getting old is yeah. not giving a crap. Right. What if like, I run into something? Mm -mm, don't no, care. Hey, no. hey, person from work. This is me. Didn't think so, did you? Now I we did. we all we all <laughs> say this as married men. So there may be a That's factor true. where you're our age and you're not I, married. I, mm, Maybe. Maybe. Now, I know for me, if I was by myself at this age, I still wouldn't give a damn because yeah. I'm just, I'm past it. Yeah, I, I feel like, because I was getting there before I got married. <laughs> yeah. I was getting there before I hit 30. I was getting to the point where I was really starting to just be like, you know what? You know, who am I impressing? You got to take me at my worth to get me at my best. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, screw this. So, and, yeah, suddenly, the you know, the line started pulling. So I was like, so oh, to okay. me, this the 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 I don't care factor. Yeah, it's an easy one to grasp at. Um, probably it's, not the most yeah. interesting thing, but uh, it definitely happens. It's it definitely, definitely the most happens. obvious thing too. Because yeah, well, you, you looked. I remember as a kid, you're like, "What? What are they thinking?" Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you look at your parents. You're like, you know, as a teenager or even a twenty something, and you're like, "Oh god." I mean, there are people who literally have no idea what other people are thinking, but you, you kids need to understand <laughs> that most of us actively don't care what you think. Yeah, Amen. we we could not do we would not wipe our butts with your opinion we don't care so if you see most of the time when you see these people walking around looking like total idiots and scumbags <laughs> and you're like oh when i get that old i'm like yeah you are yeah, you and are. you see you think it's just like you're it's not the fact that you've given up no that's not it at all no you'll it's still gussy up you, for a special event be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> but what this is is the wisdom the knowledge that most people only care about themselves and yep. what is in front of them. Yep. They don't give a damn what you're wearing to Walmart. Yep. They just don't. I mean, seriously, <laughs> go to Walmart. That's all you gotta do. Proof's in the pudding. The proof is in the really gross, dusty, dirty put pudding. That's uh, sometimes slimy. Slime, little slime, sticky, sticky pudding. Yeah. So, Garrick, you're awful quiet over there. Yeah, I agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Garrick still cares. I don't want to put you on the spot, but because you've been so quiet, uh, what are some interesting things about uh, about at, while you age that you found? Hey, this is oddly enough starting to. Uh, I'm starting this. I'm starting to. It's growing on me. Well, um, baking bread, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if you might say that. Wow, baking bread and that is legitimately something that surprised me earlier this year yeah like i really got into creating well mostly but i don't know if it's partly well, mostly because the uh shut-in for the, <laughs> the virus <pandemic>. yeah <laughs> and i needed something to do but yeah i've managed to culture my own sourdough starter <laughs> nice <laughs> yes well uh, not from scratch mind you not like but, uh, i did but never followed uh, through 
Yeah. Not not like you didn't and gave up like a, a wuss. Yeah, I did. <laughs> too I hard. I went on the internet to a, a website that looked like it was made in like 2001 <laughs> and hadn't changed a lot since then. Got to send a self-addressed stamp envelope to an address they had on this website and they actually sent me some free sourdough starter dried and I had to revive it from from its dead state, you, which you, was you fun. Lazarus pitted that. I, I felt like a necromancer. Yeah. So I brought that back and I actually been baked like two or th- I think three loaves so far. Nice. And, uh, well, it's amazing how like, you get to the point where you have to start throwing that stuff out. Well, you got, <laughs> yeah, you have to throw half of it away like every week. Or else it it's just too much. overtakes you the multiply. jug that it's in. You got to either either you throw it away or you put a new container in, and then they just start. And you can just keep. Yeah, they're like bunnies. Yeah, it's funny. The first time <laughs> I was trying to read online how to feed it, maintain it, you know, and a lot of websites have different methods. Yeah, yeah, we probably read a lot of the same ones. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll try this one, and it ended up like. I fed it and like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, you got to feed it again. I'm like, oh, you got to feed it again after, before you use it. So I fed it again and ended up like overflowing and getting all over. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. You come down and it's like, feed me. Yeah. It's like the blob. Yeah. It's like poking it with a stick and trying to find the um, fire extinguisher. Apparently if you do it enough, you can find, you like find the right method, like, in timing to like you feed it at the right mo- uh, this is just what I've read and the people talk no, about it's it's absolutely true you yeah. I, and I think I've got it down um, <laughs> you, you mark like you get like a dry erase marker and you mark the starting and the ending oh my word <laughs> and you can time now the interval between the two <laughs> so you started like maybe like if you have like a glass bottle or um, container you start it like near the bottom and then you feed it um flour and water and then and mix it up and then it rises half like it doubles sometimes triples in size it's amazing depending how active it is and then it starts going down after a while so it's gotta kind of it's you want to reach this it is like, part of, like this it is gets part it. of getting old like i'm i'm a lot more patient than i used yeah. to be because to do this when I was in like to do this when I was younger would not have happened. <laughs> so are you yeah. planning on uh, passing this down to future generations like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> Maybe I've all right, well when you discard when you feed it you yeah. have to discard a portion of it like I said yeah. you can use that discard to give to somebody else and they can um, feed it themselves and turn it into a viable starter <laughs> most of the time. So I gave some to my mom. Your mom have an obligation. Yeah, <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> well, hates the work. Well, she doesn't. I think she she hates it because she didn't understand the instructions I gave her. Uh, but uh, I think she she'll eventually. That's all right. Mike Mike and Howie are fill her in next time they're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just like this the sheer patience, and then I don't know, just making food. I suppose. It's, Usually when I was younger, I just pop something in the microwave, but now I've like started studying like techniques of how to uh, make things. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. It's fun. Fun times. Alton Brown, that stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got something. Okay. Um. By the way, I just feel like, I know I've said this before, but 
when we got an apartment and we, me and one roommate were planning to cook a big meal for the four of us, we got back, Garrick and the other roommate were bragging that they cooked the ice cubes while we were gone. <laughs> we sure <laughs> did. They put cooked water in the again. tray, froze them, and we cooked the ice. <laughs> it's all cooked and ready to go. So, just a little, there you go. Yep. Um, Something, this is more of like something I didn't get. Like I understood it, but I didn't get it until I got older and had kids and how much like love, like unconditional, like mm-hmm. you just didn't. I can't the kid part for sure. Yeah. It just it's like, like you love, you world? love your wife and you do love her unconditionally in quotey fingers. It's a joy. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a choice you make, right? It's, well, it's yeah. a choice. You, that, with, that's a good point. Yes, but with it your is. kids, it's like it's not even a choice, right? It's just like yes, y- you're right. I'm with you 100 percent on. Yeah, that. and I, I didn't, different. Get to, didn't understand different. that until I was older, and then got to that point. And you're like, I okay, now I get a lot of what what parents are saying, yep. and, and what my parent what my parents said, and. You're like, wow. Well, and I know you're at the same point as me because um, mine, I, you know, my oldest is, you know, 13 now. Yeah. It's like now you're at, well, even my boy, because he's had some struggles lately. But um, you not only love them when they're babies, but their struggles as they get older become your struggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put so much you take on so much. And, and it just happens that of what they're going through. And, mm-hmm. you know. You know, well, I mean, it's yeah. it's completely unreasonable how much if I could find the people that design the the curriculums that she has to do on her Chromebook for school. <laughs> it's unreasonable how much I want to physically harm these people. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Not because it is asinine, but because it's part, asinine. But because <laughs> because it is asinine. <laughs> but because it brings her such strife. Yeah, and I can look at it and immediately know why. And I don't have a degree. I don't have a PhD. I don't have anything in education. I look at it and immediately know, you idiots. Here's all the problems with, I mean, you literally, I mean, you're confusing this here. You use the wrong word there. There's mistakes everywhere. Mistakes everywhere. You know, 20% of it's my opinion. 80% of it's just fact. It's messed up. And she can't quite convince her. She doesn't have the confidence to know that. And so she beats up on herself. So I feel like it's reasonable that I should be able to like beat cut the, crap the, out of cut them, the yeah. legs off these people and beat them with them. Yes. That's, <laughs> and that's because that's it's being like, a parent. Yeah. <laughs> being a father. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's. But you're right, though. It's yeah. something you can't even anticipate as a young person. I mean, no. you just. Uh, you can know it intellectually. Right. Intellectually. I've heard enough other parents yeah. talk about it i'm right. like yeah intellectually i knew that that was a thing it's like when you're having a baby and everybody's yeah. trying to give you advice oh you have no idea what you're in for you get <laughs> sick of hearing it yeah you're like listen i know i don't know what i'm in for no i know but wait <laughs> i don't know no i know that too <laughs> just get over it and let me get there you know right. it's right. the same kind yeah. of thing it's like you know it's coming but you also don't know what's coming yep absolutely and yeah, I've I've never understood how you can hate and love something at the same time. So <laughs> I am yeah. gonna kill you if I don't smother you to death with hugs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If there's real yeah, truth, that's a weird one. The, the, the old Cosby show thing when a child was acting weird, then one would turn to the other and go, that's your child. <laughs> yeah. We do that right. all the time in this house. It's like, I love this kid, but that's you. <laughs> you deal with it. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go more, uh, more on the route like Garrick did. Okay. When I was a kid, my, uh, my grandpa, my grandpa, Henry, owned or had a wood shop he made grandfather clocks and he was i was an expert craftsman wow expert craftsman and uh in his retirement that's what he did to pay the bills and he would take me i'd like to go out into a shop but i had and my daughter's inherited from me you know i'm part deaf right but i also am hypersensitive what'd you say i don't know i wasn't listening hey i'm also hypersensitive to certain types of sounds and he would go out in the shop and if he turned on any power tool it was like a shock to my system like i hated it the sound was awful my kids the same way even a cordless drill something as innocuous as that she'll slap her hands on her ear it hurts and uh now i'm desensitized to it but i always like even though i loved what he did i never wanted to be in there like there were times i would sit and watch him but i was always just such a bag of nerves um i never ever was interested in woodworking you know and in high school, I started doing like some stagecraft, you know, hacking up lumber to build a platform and stuff like that. And, I, you know, but even then, every time I turned on a bandsaw, I was just cringing. Like, I hate it. it was, I was nervous and avoided that in college all except maybe like one time, you know, where I recruited everybody to come and help me slap some stuff together. And we banged it out in a night. And even then, I was just kind of managing and trying to like I was so tense. So I never, ever thought that I would get into woodworking in any way. Yeah, right. Well, go look in my garage. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I feel you there, yeah. I and 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 it's not because I love woodworking cuz here's the thing, Did I'm you get still Get that saw open yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, my arms hurt. Um <laughs> so, it's not that it, it it's not that I'm a craftsman of any kind. I just started to realize there's stuff I want to do. You know? Like I want to get better. Like I actually have some projects right now where it's like I need to do some practicing. That's something I never do. Like I need to practice using my my trim. You know, I've got a router mounted on a, a small router table, and it's a router that I had to get. You know, it was a cheap router that was broken, and I fixed it. And I three D printed a little part to make the adjust better. And I've got it mounted to the bottom of this trim table that I picked out of somebody's garbage garbage or this router table. And it's like, all right, I'm ready to go. I've got. Hours and hours and hours and hours sunk to this. I have never used one in my life. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm going to have to get out, get some scrap and start practicing, right? right. Um, but here's the thing. I've had router bits for 15 years, five years before I ever owned a router because I just started going, I'm going to need this. At some point. I'm yeah, going to need this at right. some point. This is a good price. I'm going to need this. Yeah. And uh, so there are times like, you know, these things right above our heads here, we have, you know, in this basement, there's a big metal duct that's like the primary air duct that runs from my furnace to the rest of the house. And when we first moved stuff in here, there was a horrible ring every time we'd speak. It was a ringing, like reverb. And so we're like, oh, we need to put together something. And I'm like, all right. You know, it was just me, the miter saw, these <laughs> one by twos in a, in, you know, a lot of R13 insulation and uh, burlap. And all right, I want to put some light fixtures in it too while I'm at it. And none of this is crap. I mean, this is bare. If you reached up and yanked on, it's coming down. <laughs> but I was able to do it mm-hmm. and able to do it relatively quickly. Right. You know, and uh, I was like, I like being able to change the circumstance. You know, I got a camp grill. 
it came with four legs that you can put on it, but it's really heavy and you can't lift the whole thing and move it unless you've got another person to pick up the propane tank because the, pro- the propane tank just sits on the ground. And I'm like, this won't do. So one day I was like, looked around, I got enough scrap lumber. I hacked together basically a heavy, heavy duty wooden cart that holds my grill without the legs on it, you know, and also the griddle attachment that I have sits on a shelf underneath the ball. I mean, it was like four hours. Boom, 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 boom. Barely a measurement taken because I'm just, it's like the stagecraft. I'm eyeballing it, right? So it's like, I've got it now where I've got the tools and I've got some ability. So now I need to actually start making it so that my stuff doesn't suck. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that the thing I made sucks, but it's, it's ugly. It does its job wonderfully, but there's no craftsmanship to it at all. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm in deep enough. I have enough tools. Yeah. I got that, that like pro level DeWalt miter saw because my old miter saw was like, it's starting to buck a little when I push the button time to replace it. Yeah. So, you know, a 10 inch stationary, you know, miter saw or, or like single, uh, whatever. I went out and bought the 12 inch compound sliding insane one for five times the price. And I'm like, there, this was a wise investment sitting in the box for three months. Cause <laughs> I've been too busy, sore, tired, lazy to get out and take it out. Cause I need to, when I do it, I'm not just going to set that thing out. No, I got to build a whole miter tape, miter cabinet, collect all the dust and everything like that. Oh, in for a penny in for a pound. And for some reason, this is fun. Yeah. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I don't no. want to do it. I don't want to do it. I have I'm no interest to do it, but when I do it, I love it. Yeah. I love I'm, doing it. I'll enjoy every second of it. I'm kind of with you there. I, my, my dad growing up was a, was a carpenter mm. and, uh, he'd take me and my brother out on some jobs and stuff once in a while, brother but and I. he'd take my Thank brother you. and I out on some jobs <laughs> once in a while. And, uh, but I never really had any compulsion toward that kind of work or whatever Yeah, until recently. Mm-hmm. you know you know the 40 plus right mm-hmm. it's like you, i i you know i've i've kind of gotten to that point well right now we're in the middle of you know um finishing our basement yeah so this has really kicked into gear recently for me but um you know i i guess i'm i've gotten to the age where i'm like you know what damn it my dad's not gonna be around forever. not yeah and what are you gonna be to your son right, right? A- exactly so yeah. i'm like you know and and now i'm kicking myself in the teeth it's like you know my dad had all this, this skill. And, uh, I wasn't interested in it when I was younger and now I'm, you know, I'm Cats wishing, in the cradle in the <laughs> but seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm wishing I would have learned that skill and, and here's, and I'm going to give something away that I didn't want to give away to you guys yet, but I'm going to do it just for the sake of the podcast. We're doing it for the podcast. Well, thank baby. you. I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm really nervous now. <laughs> I am too. So I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, it's been a lot of hard work finishing the basement, but I've enjoyed like building our bar and yeah. I've enjoyed going down there and figuring out, you know, how to, you know, you know, build, you know, framing around the duct work and yeah. getting it all, you know, um, drywalled and all that stuff. And, and, uh, but it's kind of more just construction-y type, type mm-hmm. stuff, not finishing type stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, I was trying to decide what to do with the um, the doorway into, so my basement, as you go down the stairs, it's going to be a family room, mm-hmm. and then the back, there's going to be a bar, but then there's a doorway into my studio, what's right. going to be my studio. And we were deciding, what do we want to do with that? We were thinking, oh, you know, what, some kind of door, you know, whatever. And uh, my wife came up with the idea, well, let's do a, let's do a, like a bake bookshelf. 
like the, the oh, door. Oh, sweet. So you have a panic room. Yes. It's it is so cool. <laughs> and I asked my dad, nice. I was like, I was like you know, my my dad is retired now, right? Yeah. So he he was a carpenter for 40 years. So he loves that kind of thing, but he's also, you know, practical. He's almost 70 now. Yeah. And uh it's just like, yeah, you know, I want to, you know, slower pro- you know, slower pace, you know, yeah. easier projects. I told him what we were thinking. And he was like, oh, he, you could just see him salivating. Yeah. He's oh, sitting there. <laughs> and I saw these really great hinges. They pull hinges. We got to go right in through that. And, uh, you know, but I got to see a true craftsman at work, right? Yeah. And my dad's the kind of guy that he just eyeballs stuff and it just makes sense to him. So mm. he just scratches out, you know, a few notes on a piece of paper and, you know, and he had me buy the lumber and I'm learning things about, you know, higher quality lumbers and oh, all that yeah. kind of stuff it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, What's wood, gosh. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Wood it's, is it's not, not wood. Go talk to my desk that I built from pine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I buy this real nice wood and, uh, you know, like I said, most of the stuff in my basement I've done myself and, and all that stuff, but he came over that day and when my dad works, you know, God bless him, he looks at me and he's just like, he just looks at me and kind of shakes his head. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So he's like, you're not really going to be of any use here. So, <laughs> just, you know, why don't you run and get a few things as I need yeah, it? Yeah, be right? my gopher. <laughs> so that's what I end up being. But watching him just, I, I mean, I, I cut the pieces the size for him and everything. Yeah. But um, just watching him put this together. I mean, it was, you know, and again, you know, just out, just out of the air, yeah. out of thin air. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I've got this, you know, working this hidden door and all this. I'm like. Uh, wow okay mm. you know and i'm you know i'm sitting here thinking it's like oh i've got some skill you know i i own rental houses and we do work on those houses and you know construction like said, and finish yes and that's what i was driving at when i was saying like i, I don't have the finishing finish. skill yeah. at all not his, yeah not his because my gosh no, I don't especially have any. <laughs> when we were first starting he was sitting there with the with the square and the level and he just kept doing the same thing over and over and, and over then, and like, that's the thing you're going why I mean, you did it. I mean, I get it. Measure twice. <laughs> yeah. No. Cut he, once. Right. But no, there's more finesse to it than that, that Much you and I more. are completely stupid to. And I, I, I just, yeah, I can't figure it out. And and he knew there was a reason for it. And sure enough, the first time we tried to close it, it closed and opened and everything. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how guys do that, man. So. Yeah, that's but, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, but really I understand cool. what you're saying. That desire, you know. Something that seems so stupid, you know, like when you were young, it's like, I don't want to do that kind of work, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, seeing a finished product and, and you know, hell, even just the stupid ass bar I built by myself, you know, um, I have, you know, there's some pride in that, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, well, yeah, it's like, I've got, you know, several, like being at home a lot more this last several months, I've, I've kind of fell in a similar boat. Some with the construction stuff, but I've gotten a little bit more into like electrical work as well. Um, and I made a well and an outdoor outdoor digging. Yeah. Uh, did some <laughs> massive outdoor digging this summer. Uh, put in a uh, like a, a patio uh, basketball thing, and then and, and put a fire pit in. And it's not just a, it's not just a fire pit, guys. It's turbocharged. <laughs> it's turbocharged. Turbocharged. You know, ran, ran tubing to the bottom of the fire pit outside and got a fan blowing in it. And 
It is oh, literally yeah. turbocharged. Yes. <laughs> it's not like that's a funny way of saying his fire pit is robust. Yeah. It is literally a turbocharged fire pit. Yeah, it is blowing air. It's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. And I enjoyed, other than digging, I hate, hate digging yeah, or clay. Digging, digging clay is the worst. Ugh. Yep. Uh, but, but everything else was a lot of, which I would never. By the way, digging clay is the one thing that my dad would have me and my brother do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, this is something you boys can handle. Get over there. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm working on a stupid. We, we took, we tore down our fence and it had a bunch of uh, two by threes or whatever cedar two by threes that are just awful shape. But making a stupid little bike rack for the bikes that don't have kickstands yeah we've got four of them nice um which by the way any manufacturer makes bikes and a kickstand is not included go to hell (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh you're a kid's bike and you had training wheels on you won't need a kickstand the training wheels come off (laughs) yeah eventually so uh so yeah so that those little things like i can resolve that with what i have i don't need to go out and spend a bunch of money and then you feel great afterwards yep well, my father-in-law, who is, he's a craftsman. You know, he can build for, he built the bar that I have out here. That was him? Yeah. I always thought you guys bought that. That's our wedding present. Wow. Had no, I could, no idea. He had built a big coffee table terrarium or a, a queer amphibarium. Her sister what? has a turtle that lives in the coffee table. Okay. Okay. And then he built, I don't remember what he built for her other sister. So when we got married, what do you want me to build for you? And I'm like, do you think you'd build us a bar? I'm like, is that weird? And she's like, she's, she's like, no, he's like, oh yeah, I could do, we could do like the brass rail. I can't not do his voice. Everything. <laughs> we could do like, we could do the brass rail around like the foot, like the, you know, like in the West. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, can you do a canopy? He's like, what? Like with the glasses hanging? I'm like, exactly. He's like, oh, 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 like, cause he'd never done one. So he was so excited to yep. do it. And yep. I love the damn yep. thing. Um, and and yeah, it, 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 he when like he came to visit last time, he hadn't seen the shelf the flung together shelves that I put in the garage that are all fit perfectly for like your standard black and yellow, however many like twenty two gallon bins or whatever you see them everywhere. The same ones they're in every store, and there there's like a few standard sizes like the normal medium standards. I was like, we need storage in the garage, you know, for all the crap. And so I'm like, I need to build these. So I, I, I didn't know what I needed. I'm like, well, there's going to be two before involved in some screws probably. <laughs> and I went to the store and I'm like, okay, I just started going through brackets. I'm like, like, you know, stuff for like building frames for garage, garage roofs and things like that. And I'm looking around. I don't know what any of this stuff's called. Mm-hmm. I'm looking like, this looks like about right. That's meant to hold a two by four. It slide in this way. The screws are on the inside so I can go into the stud because they're on the outside. Then I'd be going through the drywall. Yeah. Okay. This looks about right. Bottom all came home, built it. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. And he comes in to visit. And he goes, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> He's like, "That's really great. Look at how perfect fit everything. How do you get them down?" I'm like, "Oh, let's grab this, pull it out." And like, oh, that's like just gushing over this dumb day project I yeah, did, right? Because <clears throat> it's all my own little ingenuity. I didn't go for many plans. I just mm-hmm. went to the store and thought it through. Sure. And I I love the fact that I can do that. I want to get better at the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But I, yeah, just, I mean, mm-hmm. that's all it took was a miter saw and a drill. Yep. 
you right, know? Right. Yeah, it doesn't take, it really doesn't or take a an lot. an impact driver, in my case. That's <laughs> about, yeah. If you don't have an impact driver, you're just, if you're living in an apartment with a cordless drill, <laughs> go out, go to Walmart, yeah. spend 50 bucks on a Black & Decker cordless impact driver. Yeah. The yeah. impact driver will be a much, keep the drill. Right. For drilling holes. Mm. Every now and then you have to drill a hole. For everything else, everything else use right. your impact driver. You can still drill a hole with an impact driver. You can <laughs> drill a hole with an impact driver, but the bits cost more usually. And they're not well, standard. And is your impact driver, does it, is it the quick release? Yeah, it's got the quick release. Which yeah, is so you, you got to buy the quick release drill bits. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I have. That's it. I do too, but I don't. I turn out. I treat them like gold. Like one day, these are going to save me from the fire because I have old. <laughs> I have a whole drawer full of old drill bits. So I'm just like, nope. We're going to use the standard stuff. Drills for drilling, impact drivers for everything else. Like anytime you, I don't care if you're assembling IKEA furniture. The you that keep that drill the heck out of there. You know, get your impact driver. Right. Kids. What else? Nice. Oh, they got to be careful. You can impact impact drive too far. Well, yeah, if you need to be, if you should be using a hand tool, don't use either. <laughs> too far and too deep. Well, that's, that's not true. I, I do. That's right. Do. If you're assembling a Balrog, use an impact driver. That's a rule. Or two. Okay. So since I was 10 years old, my dad had me out cutting the fucking grass. <laughs> 10. I was 10. Yeah. I was doing it when I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you bet your butt. So I've hated and i was short then too so like i was like pushing (laughs) up on the hand i know where you're going mike and i'm in full agreement (laughs) i hated cutting the grass Mm -hmm. from the time our first house to you know the house they live in now and i i still remember as teenagers me and my brother no it's eric's turn it's not my turn this week oh yeah i I was fighting with my sister same thing (laughs) so hated it man but that's one of my Nowadays, it's one of my simple pleasures, man. Well, okay, but by the same token, Mike, when I was a kid, I couldn't wait to get done in the bathroom to get back to whatever I was doing. But now, <laughs> that's your that's your special time. <laughs> going to the bathroom, I can oasis. lock the door yeah. and no one can come in and yell or fight and scream well, and ask and questions. And I, re- I think partly where you're going here, Mike, and maybe you don't know you're going here is. There's some simple peace and quiet. There's yes. So I'm doing those types of no. <laughs> they have menial tasks. And, yeah. Well, I mean, well, first off, okay. You don't so have to think. I'm one of those guys that I like things a certain way. So now that it's my house, yeah. <laughs> and my yard, <clears throat> I want it a certain way. Mm. So you know, keeping up a nice trimmed yard, and you know everything's edged real nice and weeded and all that good stuff. I mean, that's it's a sense of pride, and it's something I just wouldn't have expected. How, how many times do you mow? Man. How many times do you work on your yard a week? Uh, well, lately, okay. So I'm finishing a my normal, a, a normal, okay, in a normal summer. Yeah. Um, at least twice because I, I'll do a bow, and then I'm probably out there weeding the, I think I you know, weeding the flower I think beds. I just swallowed my tongue. I didn't realize Mike was one of those. <laughs> he people. is. Well, when you retire, you just won't go inside. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, if yeah. I have to do anything in my lawn more than once a week, I am mad at the world. <laughs> uh, what time of year do you start working on your lawn? Uh, okay. So yeah, in For a normal, in a normal yeah. year, 
Yeah, probably April. I'm out there putting the weed and feed on. Yeah, that's, okay. That's weed and feed bad. April, and uh, and then and then May June. You know, you're out there pretty much every week cutting the grass. Okay. Now that's, this summer, that's not, yeah, that's normal, this yeah. summer has been particularly dry. Yeah, locally. Yeah. A lot of, so I need. I have. I mean, I've I probably went six seven weeks. At, you know, at, at one stretch. Yeah, yeah, I my my lawnmower battery uh, every year. I have to charge it. Yeah. And then over the winter, it'll discharge. I've had to charge my lawnmower, but my lawnmower battery last weekend again <laughs> because there was a, there was some juice in it, but not quite not enough to quite kick enough, it over. Right. And so, well, it was turning it was turning over, but it just wouldn't fire. And so, actually, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too far off of lawn care, but <laughs> when I got out there, I was like, "This is gonna suck. It's not gonna start. It's not starting." All right, go get the charger, come over, pull up a seat. Well, what am I going to do? Well, who knows when it starts turning, if it's even going to be good. Well, I'm gonna go, I got that spark plug remover. I'm going to go get that. I'm going to pull up a spark plug. I'm going to get this little sandpaper, clean up a spark plug. You know what? While I'm doing this, might as well get the air compressor and blow out the the, the air uh, the filter. So I'm going to open that up. I'm going to make sure that when it's charged up, everything's going to run. And I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. For me, cutting the grass normally now is my time to go out pop in my earbuds listen to some music that i don't get to listen to while i'm in the house yep or a podcast that i haven't listened to yet yep and uh just go out for an hour you know 45 minutes i hate going out to mow the lawn now i have a riding mower i have a, I have a pretty sizable backyard and i'm lazy so oh my gosh if i had a riding mower i'd be in seventh heaven that's the thing yeah that's i I, I never i never want to go out and do it but I go out there, drop the cup. I got the cup holder. Yeah, Drop man. the water cup in yeah. there. Got some water, and and as soon as I get out there, and I got my ear protection on and my sunglasses, as soon as I hit the green, there's this like freedom feeling yeah, of man. freedom. Yeah, you know, because yeah. the other thing is nobody's gonna bother me while I'm cutting along because it's loud. Exactly, and I'm moving. Exactly. <laughs> Now I have the push more at my house, but yeah, to, to the tractor thing, my dad had yeah. some health issues this past year. So I was out helping them with the lawn for yeah. a while and he's got, he's got the tractor, you yeah. know, he's got the John Deere in the garage. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> hop on the John Deere, pop in the buds. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good and for the things, a while. I love it. The thing's hydrostatic. I don't have to mess with gear shifting or oh, anything. Yeah. It's just a sweet pedal back and forth. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost growled like Tim Allen there for a second. It, got, it almost got weird. I I I I never look I never look forward to doing it ever. Yeah. But once I get out there, yeah. There's a that's like true. I still would that's rather fair. be doing other things, but there's a piece. Yeah. About right. That's fair. Enjoy. Yep. I would agree. I would agree. So yeah, that's something I would have never imagined when I was young. Actually, having some enjoyment from. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. Yeah. I do. <clears throat> what else? What else? Not to not to bring things to a screeching halt. I, I'm I'm afraid Garrick's dead. <sighs> it's that time of night yeah. where Garrick goes sleepy pie. It is. It's really early. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should tie this one up. Maybe it is time but, to. But, but, okay, that's the last one. Wow, well, I enjoy sleeping. Yeah, when I can get there. Okay. A lot more than I ever used to. Um, yeah, sleeping's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like I I mean, as a kid, you don't want to go to bed, blah 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 blah. Then you get older, you're a teen, and and you appreciate the sleep a lot you more. Knew when you're a teen, you do sleep a lot. I remember. And then and then you're I like, mean, oh, I'm in my twenties. I want to go, but twenties and thirties, I barely slept at all. I yeah. was an insomniac from like fourth grade through most of my senior year of high school, like really bad. Yeah, I'd only get a couple few hours a night, and subsisted on caffeine. It, it was, I mean, there's, I mean, I know I come from short stock, but I probably cut myself off pretty early here, you know, and, uh, I have always wished for more sleep. I've always, and it's, I still, uh, have trouble relaxing to the point where I'm ready to sleep. And I'm, if I didn't have a, you know, a breathing machine, I would probably, everything wakes me up. I still like, if my wife moves an inch, I wake up noises, not so much. Cause I've got, you know. 19 psi blowing up my nose and my eardrums are inverted but <clears throat> but it used to be any noise any movement or anything now it's just literally the wife moves and i wake up and so i've i've always been like sleep is the greatest thing if i could sleep for 24 hours without every joint in my body hurting yeah i would do i would give up a day sure like i'd give up one day a month just to sleep for 24 hours just to feel rested yeah. I've never in my life. I've I've had I could probably count on one hand the number of days in my life, and this is my whole life that I as a far back as I can remember, where I woke up going, oh, that was good. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> like less than five. Uh, easily. Every day when I wake up, it's oh and it's been that way forever. Now it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, does it get worse. But yeah, I have always thought sleep was the best thing yeah. but i also i mean here's the thing i know it's such a problem for me that i also don't want to go to sleep i love sleep but i don't want to go there because i know it's just going to be a struggle and so yeah I, i'm i guess i'm a little different in that regard i don't think about it much because it's just normal for me but yeah i'm pretty i'm a pretty deep sleeper so i'm kind of the opposite of you. yeah so my, I can I can fall asleep at the drop of a of a dime. How many no. times are you waking up to pee? Okay, now, <laughs> damn uh, it, we're getting night. into the old before, man. Shit, before man. I got my sleep my sleeping machine and got my blood sugar a little more wrangled, I uh, was like peeing four or five times a night. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. The part probably, of it was that I just wasn't breathing, so my body was going, wake up, and then everything was going, and pee while you're at it. <laughs> Lately, it's been one, and uh, that may be because I've changed my meds <laughs> lately. Um, prior to that, it was, it was probably at least twice, two to, oh, three, two to three times a night. And how many, how, you, don't say, you don't have to say this at all. I'll go first with this. So you're one, uh, and I'm... <laughs> barely at all really most nights no but <clears throat> i am on two different pills a day this is happens when you get older yeah right yeah the regular medication yeah Any, anybody else on want to describe how many pills you're on with your <laughs> pee schedule well, uh, I don't know that the two are that combined but i've uh, i have a uh blood sugar no medication. this is just about getting old i've well uh, <laughs> I'm taking four different pills a day. One of them's just a supplement. Yeah. Right. Two of them are okay, Advil because, if, yeah, my I'm, God, I hurt when I wake up. Yeah. One of them's blood sugar. One of them's allergies. Yeah. Um, 
but I this and this this pisses me off no end. So I about don't pissing. Yes, I don't get up to pee pissing. every night. It's pee in your bed. But I wake <laughs> yes. up. I wake up needing to pee. But you sleep through it. You no, force no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like Suck within it an hour in. of when I'm going to get up. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you, you don't if want you get to get up and pee, you're not you're, going you're back up. to sleep. Yeah. So right. e- almost every morning, that last hour just sucks. Yeah. Just sucks because that's when my there. body goes, "Hey, hey, hey, fella, <laughs> hate to disturb you, but," and I'm just like, "Yeah, you couldn't have done this like an hour and a half ago." God. <laughs> All right, Garrick P. How you peeing? I don't. I don't pee during the night. This wow. dude. That dude sleeps like a brick. You say you're a deep sleeper. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I'd, deep. I fall asleep yeah. pretty fast. That dude's a brick. A, <laughs> yeah, I don't take any pills either. Yeah, that's so maybe that's I was, related. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah my I'm, pills make me pee. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of why it made me. You know, I was like, oh yeah, that's probably related because. Technically, yeah, I mean, one of mine. They're, does, they're, I also drink an enormous amount of water right before I go to bed. Yeah, because I'm always trying to drink more water. I, I have moments where I like, oh, I'm getting up in the middle of the night to go pee, or worse. You know what? Bleed. I've always been that way though, even before I got Were old. Because I remember in college when I lived in the dorm, and uh, every night I had to get up and and when you're in the dorm and you don't have a toilet. In your room, yeah, you gotta walk. You gotta the do the halls. do the shuffle down the hall, <laughs> trying to hold yeah. your eyes enough shut that the fluorescent lights don't burn a hole through yes. the back of your brain. Yeah, fucking awful. Yep. So yeah, God, that so. was the worst. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to make that trek and go right back to sleep, especially when Garrick and I were stupid enough to put our beds up on top of other furniture pieces. So it was like a monstrous climb. It was easy for him. It was like, you know, his nimble little ass would just swing up to six inches below the ceiling tiles. <laughs> he'd legolas it. And- and, yeah, he'd legolas his way up, and then he's out before his head hits the pillow. I'm like, I'm fatty McShort stuff over here trying to climb half as high. It takes me three times as long. And then I lay down, and I'm like, well, crap. I'm wide awake. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It's all Garrick's fault, really. But honestly, honestly like that, that whole, like, just trying to see through my eyelashes, like keeping the eyelids as closed as possible because, you know, you open up that door and it's daytime, <laughs> middle of the night, but in this hallway, it's daytime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the worst. I feel, I feel bad for kids who partied harder than we did because I can't imagine having a hangover and having to walk through those fluorescent lights at like four in the morning to go pee or whatnot. Oh, that'd be the worst. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling you what, a good pee when you've had to go really bad for a while, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Oh, uh, like, but you know what? Nothing beats a fart. <sighs> <laughs> a little letter, Kenny, for you. Okay. <laughs> Nothing beats a fart. Good, okay. Good. I've seen some letter, Kenny, but you guys have seen a way more. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'll, 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 Everything related to bodily functions. I don't know. I don't know. Things get more interesting as you get older. Things become what what becomes dependably consistent becomes situationally dependent. You know what I mean? Or what was consistent when you're younger? It's more like a. Mm, what did I eat? 
You know, like you're you're now you're like Sherlock Holmes of your own digestive system. You're like, well, it's either too hard or too easy. What happened? Yeah. And you're trying to reverse engineer it. And then it happens a few times over the course of a couple months, and you're going, all right, I need to start keeping a journal so I can figure out what's doing this. <laughs> you don't. You never do. But you think, you know, I, I should. There's probably something I should not be eating. Probably that Taco Bell. Oh, I did have Taco Bell for lunch. Oh, uh, kill you. <laughs> kill you. <laughs> Stop it, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Garrick, who can only eat Taco Bell when he's wasted. Uh, it, those are my favorite appealing. times. Yeah. Is getting Garrick to eat Taco Bell. That was my favorite time was what, episode 100? Was that 200. Was 200. 200? Oh, oh, and I woke up so sick that next day. I know. That's why I do it to you every time. <laughs> it's Where's Taco Howie? Bell, not the booze. Where's Howie? No. Oh, man. Where's my fucking tacos? That guy, he's going to get tacos, man. He's the, he's the best. He's the best. Man, he's like, that's a, I mean, that's a true friend, you guys. You guys, that's, that's a, like, that's what, man, that guy, I love, man. I love him. Time passes. Where's time, my effing tacos? <laughs> it does take us so long. <laughs> 30 seconds late. Yeah, it was like seriously. Uh, I want to go back and listen to that episode again. <laughs> Remember the good old days, the 200 when, days. Oh, you know, 300's right around the corner. I know, <laughs> but we're all married. That was also your bachelor party episode. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody's somebody's gonna have to get divorced. <laughs> and ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be me because I ain't going through this again. <laughs> yeah, I, no. ain't get, I ain't going through this whole getting married process. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, bull crap. Yeah, if something either. ever happened, I'm done. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We've had those conversations. There's something about getting old if you're married, having those real heart-to-heart -heart <laughs> conversations. It ain't like it is on TV. Uh, yeah, it says, would you ever, would you ever marry some, marry again if I die? The answer is always like Beldar. No, I will live alone in a horrible existence. You know, uh, I will slowly wither and die. But that's true. But like <laughs> the 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 those conversations, those those what if conversations change. <laughs> yes, they do so dramatically. I like especially like the "Do you think she's pretty?" conversations. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, oh, yeah. It, oh hell yeah! Like, are you joking? I mean, are you asking like how pretty? I'll, like she's like a nine, maybe ten, sliding into ten. How pretty am I? I gotta go. <laughs> I have to leave because I, I made a horrible miscalculation <laughs> by not predicting the second half of this uh, questionnaire. Nice. Nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the scale just keeps going. <laughs> like 10's low end, honey. 10's low end. You're like way more. <laughs> that was 10 out of 100. Yeah. She ugly. She's dog ugly. I mean, when I said pretty, I was like, yeah, pr pretty ugly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good save, me. <laughs> Nice. Uh, speaking of a good save, it's time to save this one off and commit it to the ether. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of Fly Casual. We're glad you are choosing to get old with us. <laughs> Won't you please uh, get old? Getting younger. <laughs> run out to betterkind.com that's the website and you uh there's a link there for discord talking goes away too yeah, well, memory age 2 35 a.m whatever you know 
Uh, but yeah, join us on Discord and uh, and yeah, to the joys of aging. Join us. I I take I find fun in all this. Every ache and pain. I don't care. My arms hurt. I got arthritis in my wrists, and I I seriously have arthritis in my knuckles and wrists. And it I wake up and it hurts, and I still love talking about it and just laughing about it. <laughs> what else are you gonna do, man? Yeah. Yeah, that's why all the old guys sit around the old folks' home just, you know, comparing, hey, bro, I had a double bypass. <laughs> Jeez. I heard, I've told you guys how I heard two guys comparing their heart surgeries in a Walmart. No. Two old guys in a Walmart <laughs> garden center. <laughs> Josie was about a year and a half old and she was in my oh. arms. And they're sitting there comparing, and one guy pulls down his shirt to show his scar. Yeah, of course he does. Right? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I just walked past, and I grabbed her. I was such an ass. I grabbed my daughter's shirt, pulled it down to show her scar, and went, she was four months old, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. they were deer in headlights. <laughs> and I walked away grinning ear to ear. I felt like a total tool, but I just love the fact that Never will my daughter's heart surgery be something that I could just like totally dunk on two old guys. <laughs> yeah, you did it. That was a good one. It was great. Uh, anyway, join I want to know what that conversation was. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Join us on Discord, please, and run out wherever you get the podcast. Give us a nice little review. You can follow us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138. And I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Hey. Over there is Grandpa Howie. Ho. And over there is Great Grandpa Garrick. <laughs> oh man! I'm a little concerned. I just looked over to make sure we're recording. <laughs> I, I'm. I think Garrick might have pooped him. And <laughs> we him. are jelly. Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> Pooper pants. I'm getting younger, guys. I'm getting younger. Are you bench buttoning it over there? Yeah. Getting the Benji buttons. The Benji butts. Can it be buttons? Does Kate Blanchett come with that? Wait, what? All the time. You ever see the Benjamin Buttons? I have not seen the Benjamin Buttons. Kate Blanchett. How do you not see Kate Blanchett? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Brad Pitt, yay, but Kate Blanchett, all, like always, whoo, fantastic. You know, Kate Blanchett in uh, Thor Ragnarok as a uh, brunette. You know what? Why don't we just say Kate Blanchett uh, in everything? Oh! Uh, she was in a movie lately where uh, she wasn't even supposed to look good, and I'm looking at going, oh, she's okay, she's in that Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. She is in the Lord of the Rings. Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would be such a queen. <laughs> Terrible and powerful. I know you haven't hit stop yet, but I really oh, hope you stop me. the podcast on, I would be such a queen. <laughs> <laughs>